0: we back up in it. We in it. Yeah, he is. Episode two. Episode two. He is episode two. Woo! Season Lovin two, it. episode two. That's right. Season two, episode two. He That's is right. podcast. My name is Nick Jones with my brother, Elliot. And, yo, we're excited, man. Amen. We're excited. We're excited. Yo, let's do this. I was thinking about the last episode, um explain he is just for the people we might have some new listeners explain, mm. explain the name he is um and and you know just what it means for okay. the people who might. i explained it last
1: him. time you want to explain it this time or you want me to do it no nah, you do you me do it okay so yeah. he well, is, we can both do it we can both do okay it. okay yeah, so he is when we were in season one we we're still brainstorming everything on what to do what different ideas we had different names um we were going back and forth with different ideas but The fact that we were or at least myself i was struggling i wasn't struggling i just had so many ideas Mm -hmm. and so many different names but the fact that we had so many ideas coming so rapidly fast for me it was just like how do you put a name for something that is so abundant that is so like like there's no end to god right so you know i was reminded of um the scripture in exodus when you know god told told moses he was like hey you know you know Moses is like hey who do i tell the people that are sending me he says i am that i am and it's so funny because i was reading through it man i don't know how many months ago that same scripture Mm -hmm. because i was trying to read through the bible again and i saw that (laughs) i sent it to you too i saw that you know how we say i am if you read the context or like the captions like the footnotes it said it could also be articulated as he is. Mm-hmm. And that just blew my mind away. Cause we had already made the name and everything and we're like, oh my gosh, like we were that's another like little nugget about how the the Lord moves, you know? Mm-hmm. I wanna find it. Um you can talk a little bit about the name while I try to find it.
0: I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah, you remember I sent it to you? I sent it it was like we were still doing season one.
0: I don't remember. You don't remember? we were you saying the I am statements can translate to he to is? he is. All of them, or just that specific one? Well, that you're I think
1: well, was just that one footnote I was looking at. Yeah. But I'm assuming all that of them. That would apply you to know? all of them. Yeah, let me uh, let me find it. Uh, I didn't know
0: that I mean for me because you had initially pitched the name, and I think I don't know how long we were going back and forth trying to figure out names, but it was kind of getting a little difficult. I was trying to figure. <laughs> I, I don't know. It was getting kind of difficult. So you said that, and honestly, at first I was kind of like, I, don't I feel know, like you wasn't really feeling that. At I didn't first. really understand it. To be mm. honest, I didn't really understand it. Um, But then the more we started to kind of talk about it and, you know, I was thinking it over and praying about it, I was like, you know what? That's actually a really good name because Mm -hmm. God is so many. There's so much to the character of God. You can't it can't just be explained in like, you know, one simple statement or it can be. But within that one simple statement, like even like I am or he is, it's just it's so much bigger and so much broader because God is he's so many things all at one time. I can't even explain explain it, but it's like, he's so many things all at one time. How can you, how can we figure out a name that encapsulates, that encaptures all of those things? Right. Mm -hmm. And when you said that, I was like, dang, that kind of like clicks. That kind of resonates because we want to make this a thing where, yeah, we're having conversations and yeah, you know, we're having jokes. And I mean, we're just friends. Like we just be chopping up and just Mm -hmm. talking like this anyway. Right. But we want to make sure that it's centered around God and We want to be representatives of you know who he is so Mm -hmm. um yeah man that's kind of that that, that's me that's me feeling it that's me amen amen
1: (laughs) so in exodus chapter three this is where where the context is verse 13 it says and i'm reading out the net version moses said to god if i go to the israelites and tell them the god of your fathers has sent me to you and they ask me what is the name what should i say to them god said to moses i am that i am Mm -hmm. so if you open up the footnote Um, let me actually I don't want to read all of it. It's a lot. But it says, so when God used the verb to express his name, he used this form saying I am. When his people refer to him as Yahweh, which is the third person masculine singular form of such of the same verb, they say he is. Mm. So I was like, what? (laughs) So I screenshotted that, sent that to you and I guess you didn't didn't see it or whatever. I, I, I sent it to you on I think on Instagram, so that's probably why. But I was like, man, God is moving. God is moving. So I was super excited about that. But that's the name, and we're sticking to it. We're sticking to it. He is. He is podcast. Season two. We got great ideas for it. Um, Today we're going to talk a little bit about biblical relationships. Just a little bit. Um, We'll see how the Holy Spirit leads through it. But um, I know last episode we kind of talked about the idea we had. So appreciate you guys kind of submitting in your Your, I don't know what word you can call it. Not solicitations. I'm thinking about work. Man, speaking of work, they about to shut down the government on me, man.
0: You really think they're going (laughs) to do that?
1: I I think so. They're sending out emails and stuff. Like today. So today's Thursday. We're recording. I don't know. Uh Thursday last week, if I can calculate it right, when this is going to post. So who knows? Maybe it'll reopen by now. uh, They got to decide
0: by Saturday, though.
1: They got to decide by the 1st, yeah. Yeah. We're going to have no money, no appropriation, none of
0: that. We ain't getting paid. These checks going to be no good. so yeah well you were saying that you might have more time to focus on absolutely ministry stuff absolutely podcasts and videos and stuff like that absolutely i don't know so it might be a blessing yeah amen and speaking with
1: that um how god uses some of the bad things that we might see as bad but it could actually be blessings that's actually what we're gonna what i want to talk about Mm -hmm. even with biblical relationships specifically with the story of ruth so we're gonna jump into that but uh yeah, thanks for submitting in your what, what do you call it? Not solicitations. When submissions. You, oh, submissions. Thank you, man. Yeah, <laughs> sending your your uh, submission. So we're still shifting through that, but yeah, biblical relationships, man. What you sipping on? Oh, that's super that same thing. Folk. I'm gonna show you what grown folk is. Uh oh, <laughs> what you finish to show me? Show you grown folk. Oh, <laughs> All right. super lame. Hold on. Uh oh. <laughs> Wait for it. Oh, snap. The grown folk. <laughs> <laughs> grown
0: folk. That's how you coming?
1: That's I'm coming. <laughs> nah, this beer? dude went upstairs to change, came back, and just had this. And I was like, what? He's like, you like ginger? I'm like, I love ginger. So it's a... Uh,
0: I think it helps Stephanie ginger with your, beer. like nauseousness. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Dang, that's good.
1: Um, but yeah, I love ginger beer. I love ginger beer. I can drink it straight. But this is like zero sugar, so... It's not good, but it's fine.
0: You know, no, I'm not going to get into that. No, I'm not going to get into that. What were you saying? <laughs> uh, what
1: was I saying? I forgot um, I saying, we used to be just talk about biblical relationships, man. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, biblical relationships. Biblical relationships. So I biblical think, well, we can start with like just. I mean, you want to talk about our personal relationships or something like for me, man? So, mm-hmm. so I'm in a relationship, right? And it's so funny because the framework that i have for biblical relationships has always been my framework from the jump and i think maybe it's because um i don't know like my my mom right she she's like so she's foreign right so she's from morocco and i noticed like a lot of like foreign women have different not foreign but just not american women they have different types of values but it's so like genuine you know, it's like, this is the goal of mine to be like an actual wife or a mother. And, I, and I'm not saying that's not what American women have and all that, but it's just a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know those are things that, you know, talking to a lot of friends of mine, um, I mean, I hear all of them are trying to go overseas to like find wives and stuff. And it's like, I don't I don't know if you have to do all that, but I just, I see the lack in things. Bros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see the lack, but I also can imagine that okay vice versa there is the lack in men as well yeah because those men overseas are you know they really men out there fixing stuff and all that and yeah. i mean not you know so i don't know so i think of um i think we're like softer
0: my, men out in america oh yeah
1: oh yeah actually i heard this um saying today it said um it said hard times you probably heard of it mm-hmm. hard times create soft men soft men create hard times hard times create strong men wait hold on you get the cycle. She was like a cycle. Yeah. I'm probably, I think I repeated. No, I
0: feel you. I mean, because look at, I mean, America is pretty comfortable for the most part. Yeah, you know? man. It has its, you know, poverty, you know, parts of it. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's pretty comfortable. We don't, we ain't, we ain't out here like having trying to hunt too much. Like we don't yeah. have to use our hands too much. Everything's mm-hmm. already built. Like you ain't got to hunt for nothing. Like go to the grocery store and buy it. You mm-hmm. know, we're pretty soft and we're only going to get softer. So. Yeah.
1: And that's why it's going to be crazy when this Antichrist comes to power and then we, all the lights turn off and they shut off all the internet and shut off all the electricity exactly. You know, exactly. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Exactly. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, man, We're this ginger beer is making me
0: got to burp or something. We I don't mind to
1: do. It. Yeah, we gotta start prepping. Eh, I don't know.
0: You believe in that? What? Like prepping? Like I for do that think time you. Period? Nah,
1: I don't think you. To me, if I know, because I think of how bad it's gonna be, you can't prep for that. Mm-hmm. Like there ain't no prepping for it. You, you need. A, you might as well prep with the Holy Spirit to yeah. be able to endure. I think honestly. A one way to prep, which I don't know if people might agree with, is fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, have a consistent, like, time of fasting. Yeah. I started. I actually talked to Julian. Did I tell you Julian called me? No. You told me he was, he was going to call me. Uh-huh. We talked. We had a great conversation, yeah. like, about the Sabbath. Oh, my gosh. He sent me this video. Mm-hmm. I would have sent it to you, but you watch, like, the hour-long videos and stuff. Yeah, I do. You actually would probably really like this one. It is. Was amazing. So, shout out Julian if you're watching. Um, it really gives you like peace as far as like Sabbath and stuff. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, I'm trying to like do a Sabbath literally every Saturday. But again, it's not like you have to do it to be saved, but you know, it is good to do it. And really, yeah. when you know it's not so much the religious side of doing it, but what it represents that's going to make you want to do it. Mm-hmm. um Just man, the video, he mentioned the story in the book of Numbers how somebody, like, dang, he got killed for just picking up sticks during the Sabbath? Like, this dude got killed, you know? But it's just the power of what it represents and how the Father, after he... Because Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah. I don't want to butcher this guy. Hopefully, maybe I can remember to ping this in the description. But Jesus is the Lord, Lord of the Sabbath. And that's why when he was picking up food and stuff during the Sabbath, you know, that he was like, what do you mean? I can do it. I'm fine. Um, God created the heavens and the earth in six days, right? On the seventh day, he rested. So when the Father rested... He rested in Jesus because mm. Jesus is our rest. Mm. It, this, I'm, I am confident this is going to blow your mind. Just um, He's explained it a lot better than I can. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Julian, for sending me that. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to do a Sabbath every Saturday. And so I did for the first time last Saturday, yeah. and I fasted the entire day. I told you about that. Yeah. Um, it was amazing, bro. Like I'm telling you, the... Oh my gosh. <laughs> Literally, I just stay, you know, I wake up and I've, I've talked about it last episode, I just wake up, stay in bed and just pray. I just had that longer, mm-hmm. put on music and stuff, bro. I was hearing from him, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, we always hear from him, but it's like, I was hearing from him. So I definitely mm-hmm. recommend Sabbath, resting, being intentional. that was just the first day. And wow. I felt like I was saying, this is just day one. Yeah. I have so many things I want to tell you and show you. So I'm like, Lord, I'm all for it. So. So yeah, uh, man, I'm getting all over the place. No, it's all good. But uh, kind
0: of, I kind of pointed you in that direction. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're good.
1: Um, what are we talking about? Talking we about,
0: haven't even really got. I think you were just going into the relate. Oh, your personal relationship. You were, oh, you were talking about how yeah. So you, you like your you model your so previous relationships off of like biblical, yeah, like yeah,
1: like that. yeah, yeah. So um, all my life I've always been attracted to, and this is just me, but. And I've always felt, like, outcasted by it. But then I found out, I mean, by the grace of God, it's all biblical stuff. I've never been into, like, the woman that's out there. Just, like, you know, like, every guy, I mean, it's fine if every guy wants her, but, like, talking to every guy mm-hmm. and just, like, you know, like, been sleeping with every guy. I mean, I love a woman that is, like, fun and, you know, like my girlfriend. She's super fun and she's so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, it's all the attributes that can be, but it's still, like, with modesty and yeah. that is actually more attractive yeah. it's not and it's works because you know i don't know how it's perceived as like a like a oppressive thing it's not it's like a it's literally like you're better to to me you know um
0: i think it's looked at as like prude
1: yeah but it's not bro mm-hmm. it i mean to me that was such so, a
0: negative word like in high school prude yeah oh you're a at prude least, well it, when i went to school if like a girl was prude that it was like like nah. prude meaning she ain't trying to let you like grab her up or nothing. Yeah, but even just like dressing like modestly oh, yeah. was considered yeah. like crude, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. And like not wanting to like go to parties and get drunk and stuff like that. That's like prude. It's like Bro. I mean, what I mean, that's that's cool too. Like yeah. you ain't gotta be out there, you know, hooking up with everybody and doing all that. Yeah. Like Yeah, you know? No, exactly. And kids, and again, that's like
1: it's kid stuff. And again, that's what... to me it was a tragedy. like I don't wanna put my business out there, but I was in the world in high school and I was like doing things in high school in like the girls bathroom or whatever Mm -hmm. but with someone who was ah I shouldn't have said that whatever it was with someone who you like she was gorgeous but like she wasn't out there she was what would be a prude so it's like again I'm saying this like characteristic trait's always been with me all my life even when I was in the world bro you was (laughs) doing worse
0: I was not doing worse
1: anyway you guys that's not glorifying it too by the way it's really not because it was bad um, well, you were saying that she
0: wasn't the type that you would n- expect to do that. Exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> and that's what turned you on. No, no, it? no. It's just
1: who she was at first, because uh-huh. she was what would be like a prude. Yeah. Is what I mean. She wasn't. Okay, Let but, me see you know. Where you
0: going to go with this? You know what what I mean? go ahead.
1: So I'm just saying that whole like character of like you don't have to be out there. Is what I'm saying. And guys, again, don't. For me, I don't think don't you know people get it. I think people get it mixed up that oh, it's because the guy's giving you much attention because you're sexually like you know voluptuous or whatever like yeah. th- equating that you talked about it last episode with like oh they like love you to respect you or not love you but they're gonna like try to pursue you in a romantic way that's intentional Yeah. know that that's just not the case it's like two different categories at least that i think you know like mm-hmm. and they could be both categories but to be both you gotta have both like just just people that just oh yeah like you know man it was a song nah, i ain't gonna say the lyrics to the song but it's like well, not as well you're say nah, a not.
0: lot more than that so go ahead and nah, say i'm not gonna say it
1: um <laughs>
0: is it that bad
1: i'm not gonna say it right, I'm not, I'm not, I'm it's not actually not gonna say bad it. at all but i just don't want to i don't want to say i don't want to like glorify any of that stuff yeah but really. it's just saying like guys like you will be like you don't want to be like oh i'm out there and stuff and now people like me but it's like they're not gonna they don't like they don't respect you From a a place of a wife is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Because no one wants to wife someone that's what you would say not a prude. Mm -hmm. Someone that's like out there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, we have fun and all that. But after all said and done, now you get of age and now you're like, this is boring. Or this is dumb and stupid. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in my late 20s, 30s. Now I'm trying to be serious. And it's like, no. And it's like, value yourself, you know, because that mindset that you take for years, I think you know men see that and it's like i can't put that someone in that mindset as like a wife for me you know mm-hmm. and the same way with the guys i mean with the girls i would think you know um
0: you i mean like a guy who's like running around running and around and stuff like, like why would you
1: then i mean i don't know if it's maybe different i can't speak for the women but yeah. like if i was a woman and if i knew a guy was running around just treating girls disrespectfully and like being a f boy you know whatever like all the Donaldson's are like all straightened up like i think because of like, standards and stuff, or like, um, what is it, not standards, uh, you know how things are like different, which is like, you know? Um, I think that it's not so much as like a bad thing, you know what I mean? Like it's not equal in that sense, and that's where I can get, understand when people are like, oh, it's not equal for men and women, like that's not fair, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you still wouldn't want a man like that, you know? Because, okay, how's that mindset? I'm probably not making no sense.
0: Well, I think, but
1: basically, I said all that to say I've always been attracted to like what would probably be a modest woman, and I think men generally want modest women when they're thinking about long term wives. That's not to say you have to be boring, you know what I mean, or have to be like whatever you associate that with, because that's not the case.
0: Yeah. Well, I I equate a lot of like modesty to me is associated with self-respect, you know, like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it, it doesn't, I don't see it as being like boring because I think we've been tricked into this whole like illusion that if a girl isn't, you know, posting her body on social media and stuff like that, then like, she's not fun. Like if she's not posting about, you know, the concerts and whatever Coachella and all this stuff that she's going to like, then she's not fun or about the club or Snapchats and stuff like that. but I feel like somebody who is confident in who they are like supremely confident in who they are and understand their value and ultimately that their value comes from within. I feel like that type of woman is not going to be all over social media, posting her body and posting a whole bunch of stuff, like crazy stuff like that. And it's okay. it's OK to post like pictures of yourself and it's OK to, you know, have self love. But you, had, you have to have that discernment to know what is for the world and what's just for, like, your husband potentially. Exactly. And you can't be putting all that out of you to the world because then it's like, okay, what's reserved for just your husband? Exactly. But I think we live in a society now where marriage is just not respected. People see the divorce rate and it's like, okay, why, why even get married? Why even go into a contract that's potentially going to take 50% of, you know, my assets when we could just, you know, play marriage Mm -hmm. and do that whole thing, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, it is what it is, I've been there myself and it's not the way that you wanna do it because number one, you always say this, and I've done this, so I'm not casting judgment because I'm literally looking in the mirror, but living with somebody before you're married to them, I think that's probably the worst thing that you could do. And I think that's what it equates to so much of the divorce rate. Because by the time you get married, depending on how long you've been living with that person, you've identified all the little small, medium and large things that you don't like about that person. And now you're married and you're just living in this just like confrontational state of like, man, I don't like this person because I've been married with them for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, like living with them for so long mm-hmm. and now you're married and it's just like a role. You, you put that role of marriage on your relationship, but you don't actually you don't actually value the covenant that marriage is before god yeah and i think the the proper steps have to be taken and i pray because like i said i was in the you know the same situation you know i pray that i have the discernment to understand you know even in myself in my own marriage if when those feelings start to arise i pray that i have the discernment to understand that you know christ is at the center of our marriage because that's going to that's going to hold everything together even for our children, like, it, it, it could be, marriage. it's tough. Relationships, number one, is tough. Relationships is tough. Marriage is tough. Having children is tough. I don't know how people can do it without having Christ at the center of that. And I think that's why so many of relationships and marriages fall apart. Mm. But a lot of people, they don't understand how important it is to just have Christ at the center. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I
1: don't think, know. I think, man, like, cause you were saying like, cause again, I've been always like my entire life. I'm like, I'm never moving in with someone because mm-hmm. of many different factors. The main thing, one for me is I want marriage to be special in, mm-hmm. and, and I know it's already going to be special. And again, when I got out the world, I still, you know, even in the world I wanted to be special, but when I got out the world, it's even more of a value to me. Yeah. You know, was, you know, I was like since I was like what got out or trying to, you know, get out at 22 when I had when I really like tried to go hard for Christ. From 22 on, I had this mindset of marriage is on a different like pedestal. So I want to be I want to appreciate that for what it is, knowing mm. that let's be honest, you get bored. After yeah. a while. You get bored of just being with people after a while. Mm-hmm. So I think the race of getting bored happens a lot faster if you've already been living together yeah. for like 12 years and then you get married. How about, that's like something new to look mm-hmm. forward to. So now was like, oh, I've never, li- I literally have never lived with anyone in my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I've Like beside my immediate family. And then I live by myself since, I mean, since I was 23. So a long time I had time to live by myself. And actually, man, I need to like... I'm actually kind of like, man, I'm so used to living by myself, you know, but that is something where it's the next step for me that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be like something new. And on top of that, having kids is something new. And then it's like, this is all where it started in my marriage, living Mm -hmm. together with someone, knowing that I'm, that both of us are moving in together in a state of unconditional love because Again, it's, you know, you don't know my living situation and I do think I have a really good living situation because I'm like super clean. Yeah. Um I I've been I've literally have been always cleaner than any person I've been in a relationship with, I've noticed. Um and that's fine, but you know, just living together and being able to like experience that newness of it, I think that makes it more fun. And again, even that will probably go away. But then that you always fall back on this unconditional love and this commitment to serve even though you know, you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. And this is why it's so important. Like you said, having Christ at the center, because if you, if you, ha- and again, be having like a genuine relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. if you can have a genuine relationship with a entity, God, yeah, a person that you cannot see yeah. and like be committed to it, devoted to it, nurture it, you can you can see that as like evidence that this woman, this man will do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Just not because of it's biblical that you have to do it just because you're doing it as a child of God. Yeah. Like you mean to tell me it's people that I'm sitting right next to you and I have to force you to like treat me nice or treat me with respect or treat me with love. Yeah. When you do that automatically with God, that's not I mean, you can even complain to God. Right. So you can complain to me. But you still come with respect. You still come with love. You still come with knowing who I am and where my heart is. Yeah. You know, I love the scripture that says, you know, even when we're unfaithful, he remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. That's a fact. Are you going to know for a fact that the person you're with is going to remain faithful because he can't deny himself? How do you know that? Because I'm, they're a believer. Like, they actually have this faith in God. They know what consistent faith is. And it could be somewhat, it's not blind faith, but... It's with someone you can't see. So I know for a fact that's the evidence that you have a good op- a chance of being consistent and committed to a marriage because you're doing it right now in your lifestyle with the Lord. So that is just a big indicator if you're a believer that marriage will work. Not so much that God will bless it, even though that is the biggest, actually, indicator that God's the foundation, but just your discipline to be consistent and talk to someone that you can't see that you're not physically getting things from. I mean, you yeah. are getting things from, you know, actually, so scratch that, but yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So when I see that I'm automatically like, so when I met my girlfriend, right, we actually, I met her when I was like, still like ending things in my last one, or actually it was ended, but you know, things kind of linger. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, man, it was like, no, I would not expect to be with this person. Like, you know, I just I just did it, you know? It's like one of those things that's just like, whoa, it just happened. Yeah. But the first thing was, I remember she asked me, why did you, because we were talking about other relationships and stuff. She asked me, why did you end up with your last relationship? And I was like, because she was an atheist. Mm-hmm. And I loved the Lord. And I'm telling you, like, soon she was like, I respect that so much. I'm the same. And that's so important to me. It's like, as soon as that happened, it's like, a shift happened
2: yeah like
1: now this is a whole different level yeah like now it's like i because i because again and again i'm talking from a perspective of a man of god i know other men of god when they see that shift it's like okay i can take you serious and i think subconsciously it's because you know about unconditional love you know about consistent like (laughs) i can't explain it like to just you're worshiping God who you can't see. You yeah. know how the Bible says, like, how can you say you love your neighbor but then you, you know, you hate your neighbor but you say you love God? How do you love God who you can't see but you hate your neighbor who you do see? Like, yeah. that's kind. Of, it's kind of like that framework. So yeah. that's already like a oh wow. That's that's what I believe men of God look for, and this is the kind of things we you know my single friends talk about and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm not married obviously, but it's all the framework of how I think we think. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, um,
1: and I noticed we're. We're like, no one thinks like us.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that instantly gives a a deeper level of intimacy in the the relationship when you can connect on a spiritual level like that. Yeah. And when you know that it's like genuine. Um, But it's just like the more you spend time with somebody, like the more I spend time with like you, for example, or the more I spend time with like Stephanie, for example, or Mm -hmm. vice versa, the more you kind of start to almost like. I don't wanna say like become that person, but you start like almost like using the same like slang and like kind (laughs) of talking like like them and almost like, depending on if you like spend like too much time with somebody, you Mm -hmm. like start walking like them, like the mannerisms Mm kind of starts to get the same. It's the same thing with God too. Like the more we spend time with God, the more we start to become like him, you know? And Mm -hmm. the more that we pick up those attributes and the more we start to think like him in our perspective. And you know, he's teaching us how to love like him, like you were saying. So when we bring all of that into a relationship and it's like like minded and the person is on the same page and understands that as well, it's like you have a deeper level of understanding and respect for what it is that you actually have, as opposed to when you look at the world. I grew up not necessarily valuing um, what it really meant to even be in a relationship. Mm. Number one, I didn't really value what it, I just thought like, oh, you know, I thought this girl was cute. Like, okay, I gotta make her my girlfriend so nobody else talks to her type of thing, you know? I was always (laughs) operating out of that like mentality, you know? And I think it was also because like, I didn't really have too many like friends, like friends who were like dudes. Like I have friends from like my sports teams, like football and basketball and stuff like that, Mm. but I didn't have like deep friendship. And so I found that or I would try to find that in, you know, girls. And so I think that's why I was so quick to like make them my girlfriend. Cause I'm like, okay, I see that we're connecting. Mm. So let me just try to fill this void of me not having companionship with you. And I want to lock it down so nobody else can experience that mm. but me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I that was my frame of reference coming into relationships. And then from a marriage standpoint, growing up, my parents were married. You know, they had issues though. I think everyone's parents had issues. And like, um, you know, they would argue and fight and all that type of stuff, right? Stuff that, you know, we've talked about it before. Um, so I never really had a respect for marriage. And I mm-hmm, almost, mm-hmm. I pretty much felt like marriage was almost like pointless at one one time in my life. Like, especially in my like 16 to like, maybe even like 20, 21, I didn't have any really val- value for marriage. It's like, why am I gonna get married? Just like you said, I get bored pretty quickly. Like I get bored. I don't. Sometimes I don't want to be around you. I get bored. Mm -hmm. So why would I want to lock myself in for forever Mm -hmm. when there's so many other people? When I get bored, I could just get somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. I I didn't value it. Yeah. So I had to. It took a lot of time for God to work on me to untrain those learned patterns of thought, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and that's kind of why I found myself in situations where I was living with people that I was you know, boy, that was my girlfriend Uh before marriage, like multiple occasions. Uh And I also saw those situations as like, so it's, it's multifaceted with me. I was, didn't have a lot of friends who were guys. Right. So I, I looked for that in relationships with girls and I didn't necessarily have the financial means to like stand on my own two feet. I'm just keep it a buck. Like I sometimes I looked at like my living situation and living with like my girlfriend and stuff like that. And even like, you know, like my ex, like before I got married, I I almost saw that as like a security sense of like, Oh, like, okay. Like, yeah, we can like split the bills and stuff like that. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Oh, wow. So it's like, I'm like using this, I'm using this person to fill the void of, you know, loneliness and feel the void of companionship and feel the void of like security. It's like, bro, I I was all the way messed up. Mm -hmm. And if I would have just fully submitted to God and gave my life to God, I would have realized like, yo, he adds all of those things to me. I don't have to seek another person in order to find that. Mm -hmm. And I think I could have saved myself. Well, I know I could have saved myself a lot of heartache if I had just found God faster. And I think that's why for me, it's like, it's kind of uncomfortable for me, like sharing this kind of stuff, but I know there's at least one person who probably can resonate with what I'm saying. And that's kind of why I want to be transparent in that way, just to let you know, like, hey, learn from my mistakes. You don't got to go down that route. If you kind of feel if you resonate with what I'm saying, you you don't got to go down that route. Like, it's OK to, you know, just just be solo dolo and just do your own thing and just really be in a true genuine relationship with God and learn what it means to have him fill your cup as opposed to somebody else because you're still going to have instances when you're in a relationship where I'm just keeping it real sometimes like you're going to get aggravated the other person is going to drain your cup okay so now what do you do are you just going to dip out and leave and you know, hop in somebody else's DMs or hop on the apps or something like that. Like, what are you going to do? Like, who? what are you going to run to? So you have to get that training and you really have to have a solid relationship with God first so that you know what to do in those situations because they're going to come. Mm-hmm. And like the more that you, and even in marriage, I don't understand. I know there's people who have done it, but it's like, how do you have a, a, a long marriage and not have Christ at the center? Like, I know there's people that have done it, but... I, I would be curious to know, okay, what's the true quality of your relationship? Mm-hmm. What is the true level of your intimacy with your wife or with your husband? Like, I would be really curious to know, or are you just doing it just to go through the motions? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is not living at all. That's true. You know? That's I, true.
1: Yeah. I liked a lot of things that you said. Um, so you, you mentioned, like, where do you go to if you're like, okay, when now you're aggravated by another person or mm-hmm. or whatever, Again, a tail sign of that is their relationship or their walk with the Christ because mm-hmm. it's not always highs and lows. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of follow them as you're like dating and seeing like how they handle highs and lows. Do they abandon Christ or do they run to Christ? So that's like an indicator, at least for me, I think it's like, you know, if I'm low, you know, if because me, man, I'm telling you, bro, like. I'm the type of person like when, cause I'm always like kind of in good spirits most of the time. But when I get low, I get low, bro. Like yeah. it's bad, and I'm telling you, no one can get me out except God.
0: I don't believe that. That's what it
1: is. Actually, no.
0: I don't. Not, very not, few people. Not that I believe that God doesn't get you out of it, but I don't. You, you're saying you get low? Like what? What do you mean? Like mentally?
1: Oh, yeah, bro. I don't believe it. You just bro. have never seen it, I guess. <laughs> I, don't I believe get, that. I get low. Like I have days where I'm just like. I just don't want to do nothing. Like, I just, yeah. you know, I guess you can say depression or whatever. Yeah. But it's very rare. That's probably why you probably haven't seen it. It's very rare because I always have the ability to get myself out because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I everything's just like whatever. You know, everything's cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Joy comes in the morning. But when those lows come, man, it's like very, very few people can get me out. Mm-hmm. Like, very few. Like, if not nobody. <laughs> like, yeah. it's in those moments, and that's very rare, that only God can. Mm-hmm. So, but again, it's like, you know, we're saying – who do you go to when it's those lows and stuff? If I see that you're not a person that goes to, like, alcohol or any other way, you always run to the Lord, again, I know you'll be the one to, even though I'm making you annoyed or you're making me annoyed, whatever, we're in an argument now we break up or not break up. Now we, like, separate and we're, like, not talking. I'm not going to be, like, worried. Like, you know how you are saying, like, oh, I want to grab these people so no one else can get her. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. And I think there's peace and like, Um, like peace of mind knowing that the other person, like I'm not even thinking that that other person is going to go and do something because they're bored or we had a fight. Mm -hmm. I know they're going to go and pray for me. I know they're going to go and, you know, speak to other people that are in their circle that are biblical friends that are going to speak life over me, even though they're feeling a certain way. This is why I come to you with things like, you never like say anything about like any of our relationships. I mean, you say what you feel and stuff, but it's always rooted in positivity and biblical based stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I were to go to one of my worldly friends, they'll probably be like, Oh man, forget her, man. You know, there's other people in there. And again, you choose what you want to receive. But after a while, those seeds get planted and then yeah. we're all human. We, we make, you know, we fall. So mm-hmm. you want to be surrounded in that, but also knowing that other people can't like determine your relationship. It's about you and that other person. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, the biggest thing, bro, we gotta understand, like, it's okay to be bored. Like, mm-hmm. we just have a struggle with being bored, and that's what's wrong with this world. Yeah. Like, we're so, like you know, infatuated with, with the media and stuff that when you get bored, you just scroll out the app and go to another app. Yeah. Get out of that board, go another app, go listen to a podcast, go listen to a spot of music, go whatever. Yeah. Instead of just sitting there and being bored and finding yourself to be okay in it i think a lot of people are just scared to look at themselves and be okay with by themselves like you were saying like enjoy being single and stuff and get to know yourself be rooted in your relationship with christ yeah because that's gonna be i think when you have that type of self-respect and that relationship with christ you're not gonna you're not gonna get you're not gonna be annoyed with nothing yeah and that's how i've always been like you know through dating and stuff it's always been like i mean i don't know i never really i guess struggled in like communicating with girls and stuff but yeah. if there ever has been a time where it's like ah oh, like it didn't work out it's never like ah oh, I'm you know I'm done I'm low because you know that God has a plan for you and he's ordering your steps like it's going to be all okay yeah so i don't know yeah back to like like living together and just experiencing things like yeah. those are all things that are like i think i mean i don't I don't think it's even in the bible about living together i don't, it really it's not um I mean, you're married once you have sex with someone. So, (laughs) you know, technically is what it seems like from what I read. Um, Mm -hmm. So how many marriages we all have, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, but again, God can uproot all that, you know, So ties, all that stuff. We talked about that last episode. Um, But we talked also like how precious that is. Like, you know, marriage and what you do in marriage, you know, both physically, but also just relationship wise. You mentioned something so amazing and to me that's something i look for is now are we speaking each other's languages mm-hmm. and i noticed because i always have like in every like relationship i am even like one now like it's always like sir. So i literally have i i always think of something new every month like i have a new saying every month mm-hmm. like literally like right now this month actually i just switched it up today it's fun. this is literally the conversation i have so i always be like oh that's hard and then, like, that's kind of, like, I was saying that a lot. And it was just, like, sticking in her mind. Now she's saying, that's hard. And I was like, yeah. But now today, literally today, I was like, oh, that's tough. Like, she will say, that's hard. And I was like, that's tough. And she was like, mm, I like that's hard better. I was like, no, <laughs> you don't understand. Now that you say that's hard, I'm going to say that's tough. And then now we go back and forth. And now I said, that's hard on, like, a message. And she's like, that's tough. i like, <laughs> it's, like, little fun things like that. So, honestly, what I do yeah. is I keep it going. I make it I try to make it fun and I try to change it up and not try to be stagnant. Always try to be dating like in a way, always try to be flirting in a way. And that's just kind of always been my personality, which has been like a gift and a curse. Um, but I think if you use it for the right way, it'll help your marriage. And I think we were saying how people last for a long time. I know the biggest thing is they continue to date. They continue to flirt. They continue to do things. My dad always told me this is where I was like, I was like a, not a dog, but you know, like always like on my P's with like dating when I was young. Mm -hmm. Um, my I was, my dad went to bed one time and he sprayed cologne on going to bed when I was like young and I'll never forget. I was like, daddy, why are you wearing cologne? You wear cologne when you go out to like the store or like whatever. And he goes, like, the same things you do to get a woman, you gotta do to keep a woman. Mm-hmm. And he didn't mean it like you're gonna leave because whatever, but it's just yeah. like you gotta be intentional like of trying to like court the other person still. Yeah. my So my girlfriend, she works out a lot, right? And she's like, She always, always says hi for baby, hi for baby. Like it's always like for me and she lets me know it's like for me because she knows like, okay, people want someone attractive Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, you find attraction in many different ways, but even me, like when I'm in the gym and stuff, I literally it's in my mind. I know I'm doing it for her Mm -hmm. and it's like, I think those are things you want to take into marriage. There's all these little tools that, you know, you're doing it for that person. Like, let's be honest. Like we talked about last episode, people want to date, people want to like be courted. People want to be treated and loved on and all that stuff and feel special Let's do that, those things, but let's do it in a way that honors God, yeah. you know, without crossing any boundaries and stuff until you get married. Yeah. Um, But I think one of those boundaries, again, we always think about like sex and stuff, which is a big boundary. But I think even like it's, you know, going on like big, fancy like trips or like going on like, um, I don't know, like living together is another one. You know what I mean? Like Stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like, that's a big thing. Yeah. And I see so many times, like I've just noticed recently, someone I know from like college. Now I'm like, I know they was living together, and it's like, now you guys are broken up. It's like you lived with someone for like five years and you wow. didn't get married, like, yeah. and now you now there's finances involved, there's credit involved, and like all this stuff, and it's like, why would why would you do that? And it's like, I think people just want to be with people, and instead of like respecting them, someone say no, let's have a like actual commitment. And I'm a big, like you said, you were kind of like, eh, about marriage and stuff growing yeah. up. Same with me. I was the type of person, like, I'm not really going to get married, like, officially with the government, because the government's like, who cares? Like, exactly. I, one of my friends, he actually got married, literally before he actually got married officially, they got married with just God, like, in the privacy of their own, like, home and said, this is the covenant we're going to make for God. Let's do this right now. And it was real. Yeah. Um, that's why my mindset was, but I do believe it's good to, like, actually get, you know, married yeah. and stuff, but... I don't know at the same time um marriage is a big step like it's huge and it's, it's a big step yeah as a lifelong commitment
0: well rela- <laughs> i mean relationship yeah it's a lifelong commitment and, yeah, and yeah. i mean it's a covenant but also yeah. like relationships just in general like dating is hard and yeah i was thinking like you know one of the bro, skin very very important oh i appreciate you bro yeah <laughs> one of the very one of the like essential things that i think about in terms of establishing, establish, establishing a relationship (laughs) with God before you get into a relationship with another person Mm. is the fact that in my opinion, your relationship with God is going to be the most challenging relationship that you have on this earth because nobody knows you like God knows you. God knows the the secret desires that are in your heart, whether it's good or bad. And he knows when you're, you know, doing something that you're not supposed to be doing and the posture of your heart in that action. And your the intentions behind everything that you that you do. And he's placing convictions on your heart to, you know, stop doing something. But it's not like I guess you're you're, you know, significant other could, you know, convict you of something. But it's not the same when God convicts you of something, because, you know, that God sees the things that nobody else sees. So it's like if you can. Learn how to operate within a relationship with God and, you know, submitting to him and crucifying, crucifying your flesh, giving up your old lifestyles, repenting and really walking the walk with God. Mm -hmm. That's going to go a long way when you take that into a a relationship, because those attributes that you were developing Mm -hmm. and that you're going to continue to develop with God because it's a never ending relationship those attributes are going to serve you extremely well in your you know potential marriage that you might have down the line you know absolutely because it's like bro it is a challenge it's tough to be married but i don't know like i said in my opinion no one's going to challenge you like god's challenging you because even when you know like okay you might have thoughts of like man like okay i'm not happy let me just go do something i'm not supposed to be doing or you know let me go look at something i'm not supposed to be looking at or whatever it is right that comes with discipline as well. And God teaches us discipline every single day as we walk. I know some people choose to, you know, go the other way or whatever it is, but like discipline is a core element of like our relationship with God, because otherwise we would just be in the world doing, doing whatever we want. Mm -hmm. But because we love God so much, we literally change our lifestyle we change what we do what we say what we consume what we, who we hang out with and stuff like that yeah that's a sacrifice we we're, we're we're learning sacrificial love while we're in a relationship with God and now we can take that same love that we learned into our marriage with our you know spouse i think it's super beneficial and it's like for anyone who doesn't know christ like i said it could work but man it's just I think it makes it a whole lot easier, especially when both parties are on the same page and both parties understand why they're doing this in the first place, you know? Right. And for me, I was talking about like, you know, we have a call to be fruitful and and to multiply. Like, I think the will of God is for us to be married with, you know, a believer who's on the same page as us Mm -hmm. um, spiritually and have children and raise those children to be believers and be strong in their faith as well so that they could grow up and you know glorify god and continue Mm -hmm. the cycle but that starts with our personal relationship with god and then we take that into you know our marriage and our relationships you know yeah so that's kind of what i'm thinking but yeah it's tough nowadays It is tough. It's tough because there's so many different avenues to date. There's so many people that we can see on social (laughs) media. There's just so many options. It's just like yeah. And you grow
1: up, and people telling you, "Take your time." There's so many options. There's so many options. You're young. Like you're young. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I respect a lot of people that get married like young. I I I used to think it was corny. I used to think it was corny, but I respect it a lot now. Mm -hmm. I respect respect it a lot now because some of the things like when there's something that's to be said about going through stuff with somebody too. Yeah. Like, the reason why, like, we're such, you know, great friends is because we've been through stuff. I've seen your lows. I've seen your highs. You've seen mine. Um, You've seen several relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, Those things, like, when we make it out of things together, it's like, oh, my gosh, like, it's just, it's just like, man, like, I, I, it makes us closer, you know? Mm-hmm. And it makes you more likely not to leave, I think. Not that it's like, you're just not better. The world can make you think anything's better. But like when it's when it's tethered, when it's like or weathered, excuse me, like when you go through things, it makes you tighter. That's why I think there's a reason why God makes trials come to your life or allows things, excuse me, so He can bring you through it and it makes you even closer to Him and it's more intimate. So when people, you know, they, they fall more in love, I think, when they have kids and stuff. Not to say because I've heard people say, oh, it'll help your relationship if you have a kid. Like and just, just do that purposely. Like it's kid. yeah, just have a you kid. Know. Like no. When you actually love each other, not and you have a kid, and I'm talking about having a kid, feeling that love. But also dealing with raising a kid mm-hmm. or like diapers and late nights and all that stuff, I can imagine I'll bring you closer because it sucked, but mm-hmm. you made it through together and you shared that suffering together mm-hmm. and you relied on one another and then you grew in stronger. That's really good. You know, so I, I imagine all those things. So doing that at a very young age, also having that much energy at like maybe 22 or whatever, and you're married and stuff, yeah. being able to do that, and then growing old and like finishing college or like all that stuff is like, man you guys been through a lot together like it'll be like no question of who you're thinking about yeah you're thinking about the one like you mentioned last episode like with 70 how she held it down like for you those are the the things you look for Mm. like you see that when you go through hard things and Mm -hmm. it's like bro you will never have to worry about your place in my life because yeah because of not what you do for me but what where you saw me at my low and still stayed and supported me and believed me, me and how God brought me up, mm-hmm. and you were there as a witness to it, and you were praying for me, and brought us both up together. It's amazing. And again, like having God on both sides, like I know God is for me. You don't. No one has to tell me that. No yeah. one can ever trick me. No one can ever nothing. Yeah. I know God is for me. I know it. No matter what I face, I can be in the middle of a desert, dying, suffocating, can't breathe. Crows circling, waiting on me. You know, or mm-hmm. what's what's the name? What's, What's those little vultures? vultures thank yeah. you. Waiting on me to just fall out just so they can on my hairline. Yeah.
2: Straight for
0: the hairline. Straight for the hairline first. <laughs> I'll be like, God Everywhere is for hurts. me. <laughs>
1: Hit me where it hurts. Yeah. Y'all know how I feel about my hairline. I said, y'all probably don't know. ah <laughs> oh, this hairline going, bro. I can feel it.
0: Hey, just do what I did, bro. No, I'm gonna go
1: to Turkey, man. Get one of them things.
0: You gonna get the, the transplants? <laughs> that never happens to me.
1: Let
2: me come. I'm just kidding. Recorded. I would never do that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go like you, man. My dad went ball a few times. Actually, I, you know, my dad shaved my head ball one time when I was a kid. Really? Because I wanted to be like my dad. I was like, shave me ball like you. He's like, okay. Yeah. And I did. I was like eight years old or something, maybe seven, bro. No, it's like seven. Bro, that was
0: dumb. <laughs> well, look at the love that you had and the admiration that you Dang, had. Isn't that crazy? That is You're crazy. You want to literally shave your head because you want to be like your dad. That's pretty cool, though. What do you think about? I never like even that. think about it like that. That's really cool,
1: bro. You know, bro. You ever thought? I was talking. I was actually talking to my girlfriend about this. I was like, man, I I remember because I used to catch my dad praying.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't known him in like years. Um, I'm sure he maybe does, but. I remember I was a kid, and this is when I wasn't a believer, and I would catch my dad praying, and it's like, man, like, what is he doing? Like, he's, like, it was, like, it was magic. It was, like, magical. Like, you know, as a kid, you know, I know it's not magical, it's spiritual, but it was like, whoa, what is going on? Like, he's talking to God. Like, is he talking about me? Like, is he talking about mom? Is he talking about, is he praying for us? Is God going to do something? It was like, God's going to do something because you are praying, and I know it. It's because, again, man, no I don't care what no one says men are the leaders of the household they don't even have to say it like it's just like things just automatically get blamed on them and things are automatically looked to them when things go wrong and it's like you need to fix it and it's like you are the leader like it's just subconsciously in everyone's head yeah you I mean it's the shot start firing off everyone's looking at a man or That's something what I'm saying. like Someone like, can, like we try door, to
0: they're looking at they're it. looking yeah.
1: at it like I don't they're care what no doing. one says you can be the studiest stud or whatever you looking at a dude yeah but and just speaking of that I yeah, just got you know you saying. got what i'm saying i thought like you missed it i was like this dude should have laughed it. yeah i was like let me not say nothing I then he can be stud. straight stud <laughs> bro i'm just looking at a dude <laughs> so and again like you want to you want to look at a dude you know but a dude that is a righteous man kind of like boaz which we're gonna get into that yeah. with the book of Ruth. so yeah I, I so I told Nate I was like, yo, we should read like the the Book of Ruth and kind of prepare. Mm-hmm. And it's only four chapters, mm-hmm. so I'll just do like a little synopsis for it. Yeah. So Ruth, so in the land of Judah, right? In Judah, we know that's where the Messiah comes from. Real quick, with this idea of just relationships and hardships, I know many of you watching, myself included. Sometimes you're like, man, God, when it's not looking good for me, like it's it's, it's not looking good. Like I'm, I might be like older or i might be mm. you know past my prime like i thought he was the one i thought she was the one oh my gosh like god why did you waste my time why does all these things happen why did this all this unforeseen stuff that might look terrible yeah. read the book of ruth it shows like there's so many things in it not just biblical relationships in my eyes but just how god uses literally terrible times and brings out this great relationship that ends up bringing up the Messiah. Yep. Like it's crazy. And it's all from a famine. So it was a famine in, in the land of Judah. Again, that's where Jesus comes from that, that tribe. Noemi, I believe it. Yeah. Noemi, she, she and her husband went to go to uh, Moab. Um, he had some sons too. The husband dies. All her sons die. The sons had wives. And so Noemi's daughter-in-laws, one was Ruth. One was like, Ophelia or, or something like that. No, Orpah? Hold on, I forget. I forget because the name stuck out to me, whatever it was, because that was uh, Orpha. It wasn't that Moody's mom's name? I think it was. That was the first time I actually like, registered. I was like, oh, that's where I heard that name before. So they had a famine. They go into, you know, um, Moab, which Moab, they're like Gentiles. They're like the pagans, kind of, like, it seems like. But it's weird because Ruth was kind of talking about, you know, your Lord, you know, I hope the Lord bless me and all stuff. Anyway, I don't know. But, now the you know the the famine goes away, they come back. Normally it's like oh, I'm too old. Why don't you girls just go back to your homeland with your people and just maybe you can find another wife to cover you, find safety, find rest in another man's home now that's the key like you want to f- i know women want to find rest with men mm-hmm. i don't know i don't think women want to quarrel i don't think women want to feel uneasy i think women want to have a place where they can say this is home this is rest i'm at peace mm-hmm. and i can be in my feminine i really do believe that's the case same way men want to be in their masculine i believe but you got to help men be able to be in that role to be in their masculine yeah. that's why i'll never let a woman try to like be in, like make me feel like i'm not a masculine like I, you can't first of all you can't you know but two like you why Why would you want me to be anything less than that yeah you know it's just like i wouldn't want you to be anything less than feminine and i'm gonna make sure you have a place where or else like i can encourage you to be in that place where you can feel operated like if you feel like you have to be in a masculine like okay now you're operating in places you don't have to be which that's is not jezebel to say spirit. like people don't have this huh that's a jezebel spirit. oh it is Right. In and a I, woman, in a woman,
0: trying to make you feel less masculine, less
1: masculine. That is actually, yeah, yeah that's a good point. And again, we got to get this understanding of what's masculine and feminine, because just having a job, a great job, making a lot of money, isn't just masculine or feminine. Mm-hmm. It's the role, the authority, and all that stuff. That's what I, you know, kind of like we talked about. Everyone's looking at the dad when things go wrong. When everyone's looking at the mom when things go wrong, I think that's the issue with that. And I noticed there's propaganda for that. I was on Hulu, man. Every single Hulu commercial, because I didn't have Hulu like premiere or whatever. Every single commercial, like, you see it, like, it's football commercials. Yep. It's always, like, the guy acting like a dummy. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, what's going on? And there's people, someone breaking in. It's like, was that Carson Wentz? Or, like, whatever. Like, these commercials, yeah. people breaking their house. And it's always the woman that's, like, the foundation and stuff. They're doing that on purpose. It's the woman
0: who's, like, the wise, like, the logical, wi- like, ex- calm one. And yep. the dude's, like, freaking out. Freaking like, out. And all, like, like oh, dumb and ditzy pr- and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: There's was a perfect commercial. I always point this stuff out, too. Um, it was a commercial. It was a... Uh, it was like this guy who was like, oh, do my, do my biceps look bigger? And, or like, and he's just like, and the girl's like, mm-hmm. Like very just like, I don't know. It seemed like he was like very like ditzy and dumb or whatever. And mm-hmm. she was very like rational, like you were saying. And I'm yeah. like, they're doing that on purpose. Anyway.
0: They want to switch the roles. They like. want to switch the roles. Yeah, and again, flip it.
1: Every, you guys, we're so equal. We are literally equal. God mm-hmm. made them male and female. They're equal. But you trying to switch it. It's going to be not equal in that case because men are not made to be in a woman's role. Women were not made to be in men's role. Both roles are equally important and equally needed so bad. And that's why people always end up, even if you're in the same sex marriage and stuff, they end up fulfilling some type of role. It's either one or two roles. And it's like, you're both not doing it right. Like, what well, you know, I don't know. You, I, You need a woman. You need that woman. It's going to be a lack in your relationship. You need a man. It's going to be a lack in your relationship. Anyway, let's go back. So, yeah, they go back, <laughs> Orpha and them. Um. Ruth is like, no, I can't. I can't. Wherever you go, I go. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't. Like, I love you. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Whoa. So she's like, all right, let's go. Let's go back. And everyone knows about Noemi. They're like, oh, my gosh. They're like, what? Oh, Noemi's back. And then, you know, they're going back to the house. And this is where I want to bring up making yourself available. Mm. I feel like a lot of women get too spiritual and think God's just gonna send a man or whatever. He might, he might. But I think you gotta take the advice of what Ruth is saying or doing because she made herself available. Noemi said, go out there and go glean in the fields and see if someone catches your eye in a way, something like that. I forget the scripture. But it was like, see if someone finds favor in you or something. And that's, you know, she ends up going in the field of... uh, Um, Boaz's field ended up being like a a distant relative but then after that also Boaz let me actually find a scripture Um, because Ruth went in there she's wearing like regular clothes I think there I did some studying she's wearing like widow's clothes because it was like widow attire that you wear Mm. but then eventually when she goes back again you know to when Naomi's like go put on your finest clothes she was trying to make herself look right, you know as best as she could Um, showing that she's available but again in modesty um let me find the scripture but
0: but she was respectful all throughout the process who, i mean Ruth? even yeah Ruth yeah. even the fact she was respectful and loyal all throughout the process yeah. even the fact that she went with Noemi and was like no nah, i'm going wherever you go uh-huh. and even the clothes that she was wearing and the you know the widow's clothes like being respectful to her late husband in that regard as well mm-hmm. like that's what i'm kind of noticing throughout the the opening themes of the story yeah
1: yeah, no, that's absolutely, and you, again, talk about the respectfulness and stuff. Ruth was a a noble woman, and that's where I wanted to highlight because Boaz commended her for being a noble woman because yeah. of what she done, but also her character. That same word of like noble woman, that's the same description as fa- is found in Proverbs thirty one. Mm. So Ruth was what is a Proverbs thirty one woman? Everyone talks about Proverbs twenty one, Proverbs thirty one, Proverbs thirty one. We can read through all that because Proverbs thirty one is is amazing. Yeah, it is exactly what. I want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and there's a strong woman in there in Proverbs 31. Again, strength ain't just, oh, well, you, you gotta, oh, this, it's not masculine or, or whatever. Like, no, you need to be a woman that is strong. Like, what, you, you really just got to. Um, but Boaz, it was also, we'll, we'll stay on the Book of Ruth for a little bit. He was a man of God. Because if you know, he, there was a law and I thought about this the other day when I went to the gym because I saw this homeless man um, getting food out the garbage can. And I'm like, man, we should – I remember in the Bible it talks about how – what if instead of people throwing out their food in the trash, like even the scraps, like what if you just leave it on top somewhere knowing that homeless people will come by, they can just pick it up because that's how it was in the Bible. Like, mm-hmm. But again, you know, maybe that can be transitioned into some of the government programs we have, which is all like – I mean, they're helpful, but are they helpful? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But it was a law that God said, like, hey, when you, like, gleaning in the fields and stuff, leave some out for the, you know, the foreigners and stuff that are wandering by so that way they can pick it, so they can eat. God made that a law in Israel. So mm. you out here have a field. You may have a field of corn or whatever. You're picking up some corn or whatever, but it's like, no, you leave some there, knowing that you can pick it up. But it's like, no, I'm going to leave it for people to come by mm. in case they're hungry and they can eat it. That was a law. Boaz did that. And he did that for Ruth and he actually told his men to go and take out those stocks and make it even easier for her. He was a man of God. He followed the law and all that with, with so showing he was a man of God, mm-hmm. but also being able to identify that, you know, she was a noble woman. Um, also he was a man of God cause he honored the hierarchy of like, um, the, you know, the next in line who's going to be able to like buy her property and then marry her.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, also again, just marrying people is just to keep the family line going and stuff. It's just so many amazingness of that but showing two men and women of God are so much to glean from that Um and it's amazing and again it took hardship mm-hmm. it took literally death of their husband Um and that's not to say you know your life's over mm-hmm. you know when your husband dies but it's just like God is still in your life and when you have that faith to believe in him it's gonna it's, all go, it's always gonna be fine yeah it's always gonna be fine it's getting hot now
0: yeah, but I, mean, you I mean, even the trust that she had, um, even the trust that she had just mm-hmm. going with Noemi, not knowing what was, what was going to happen. It was an uncertain time, but, mm-hmm. you know, still trusting in God and, and trusting in, you know, the potential that she might get married again, possibly, like, you know, and even just putting herself in that position for God to make something happen. Yeah, and not just sitting on the sideline, and not, you know, because she had every, she probably had reason to. She lost her husband. She had reason to be down. Yeah, and you know, not want to participate, and and you know, not want to put herself out there. But yeah, um, but if she, she hadn't yeah. have done that, then, I mean, I think God probably would have found another way. But yeah, you know how it ended in you know David, and then Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, so absolutely.
1: Oh, but it was the grandfather of uh or their son ended up being the grandfather of david Mm -hmm. because like was it obed and jesse then david i think um but look at this though noemi told ruth wash therefore and anoint yourself and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking so you wash yourself make yourself available you can't be out here saying huh that 33 that's at ver, uh, oh, three. chapter three.
0: Verse three.
1: uh Yes, verse three. Mm-hmm. So like you see how she's like preparing herself to be like appealing to mm. this particular man. We we can't be out here like, again, kind of like how, you know, my girlfriend would be like, oh, you know, I'm trying, you know, I'm working out for you kind of thing or whatever. Like that's, I mean, fine. Like you need to love someone regardless, which I do like have love for regardless. But it's just still at the same time when you're like now I'm just I'm in a relationship. But when you're not in a relationship, you can't like men and women you can't be out here just like musty and stuff and thinking like oh these all men ain't nothing these all these all women ain't nothing they're not jogging for me they're not looking at me and it's like mm-hmm. you're not appealing mm-hmm. and again he <laughs> she told him she told her go and wait while he's eating and drinking and stuff meaning yeah. I'm saying you ain't be out here in the bars and stuff whatever but just when you're like in a good mood yeah like like make be polite like be yeah. like gentle be like I don't know like there's a lot of just like arrogance and thinking like oh i'm the prize and and yeah. all this stuff and you need to come at me and it's and it's very it's very arrogant where again like i talked about last time like my friend was saying how like you know when we used to go out in the world and stuff and you know guys will be like standoffish and be like you know girls be around they'll just be standing aside and just like i'm cool like i'm too cool to talk to girls whatever i'm talking to everybody. i'm like i'm just cool and naturally people want to be with people that are just cool mm-hmm. and when they're cheerful and in a good mood and stuff people open up and all that i don't know so it's like these are all different like care like tactics and like characteristics i think to be seen again excuse me my,
0: came up. my bad
1: <laughs> you know how i tell you it's oh, interesting I, I can't control my stuff
0: yeah 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 i know that, yeah. You, y'all gotta, you gotta apologize to the viewer yeah my bad if You guys heard <laughs> that. I, think I, I, I try to
1: move it aside but i i there's
0: a illness with me i can't it's interesting because in this bible that i have it kind of gives deeper context like verse by verse mm-hmm. the one that you just read um Where it says, you know, wash and anoint and then put on, you know, new clothes. Mm. Um, It says she must make herself attractive like a married woman or like an engaged woman and meet Boaz at the right time. So it's like, yeah, it's just like you said, it's like, exactly, you know, it's it's a little bit of work on our part yeah. or on the woman's part as well. And the man's It's a little part bit of courting. I like, guess yeah. a little bit of courting again. Yeah. It's like, but it can be yeah. done in a respectful way. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to look like IG models. Exactly. Like you know, not like that, but it's interesting. It says like a woman who's married or engaged, like, have some self-respect about yourself when Mm, you're doing that that's a good point like if you're a married woman you're not going to be out there you know showing everything like i said you're going to reserve some things just for your husband that's a good point so take it from that perspective yeah
1: that's a good point i think maybe because you know how i mentioned like before when she was gleaning in the fields and stuff she was wearing like not sackcloth but like whatever it is to like show that she's a widow that's Mm -hmm. what i read somewhere so maybe it's like like a married woman or gage woman like not so much like Oh, I'm in mourning or whatever. Like you're not mourning over this other guy no more. You're trying to find another guy. That's what but, it says.
0: Oh, it does say that. Okay, it says it, it's a sign that her mourning was over. Oh,
1: okay. Dang. Yeah. Man, I, thank God. I like know what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. cool. But at the same time, is I do like what you said too, because that's also virtue. Like a more uh a married woman, a gay woman is still respectful because mm-hmm. married women and gage women. You know how in like Islam, they like cover themselves and stuff. Yeah. I don't. Some people kind of did there too, but it's like yeah. I'm married. I'm 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 like gonna be to this person. Yeah. My eyes, the, my his, you know, his eyes are only gonna be, see me. I mean, exactly. my I'm gonna make it so I'm only seeing him. You know, and mm-hmm. being like modest and stuff, not showing myself to the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a that's that's a good point. that you know, it. I think it.
0: it's important. In saying that, I don't want to deviate too much from what we're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, when we're talking about, like, you know, if we're married, our eyes should only be on our wife, and, you know, the wife should be modest in, in knowing that as well to, you know, mm-hmm. not walk around with, you know, everything hanging out and stuff like that. But you got to understand, like, women are also creatures that need, creature, I don't mean creatures in like a negative way, but. Yeah, I got you. They're people who, who need, like, affirmation like they like they need like those words and they need to know that like yo like yeah you look good like you gotta like from a man's standpoint like you gotta make sure you're telling Dang, like yeah we got to talk to the men man, like, now your woman like yo you look good today like you know what i'm saying Bro. like you're you're beautiful like you gotta, and got it and stephanie to has to remind me of that and she she's t- oh, she she really? says it in like the nicest way possible she's like you know, don't forget that I like words of affirmation. Like, don't uh, forget. See. Like, it's not like, you know, why you ain't told exactly. me I was beautiful. You like, Even yo, yo, yo. how she says that yeah, exactly. is nice. Exactly. She's like, don't forget. I like words of affirmation. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, I know. Sometimes you just forget. And she knows. Like, she knows. I, I think I know she, that she's beautiful and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But sometimes I just forget to voice it out loud. Yeah. Like I the way you. that she reminds me is like, it's so gentle, but it's like, bro, like, thank you it for also, reminding me. Yeah like yeah, yeah you do you need that yeah 100 percent. Right? and that's awesome that you want that from me mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and mm-hmm. not you know from the world or somebody else exactly is, that know, is awesome and that's beautiful yeah, yeah.
1: um that, that's good because the bible says that uh, you know harsh soft words stairway wrath you know so mm-hmm. like even saying like things you struggle with when you're in arguments and stuff like how do you handle that and i gotta get better at that because when I, mean, I get upset i get upset um it takes a while, but once I'm there, I'm like upset. Mm. Um, <laughs> you there? I'm there again. It's like it, t- it, t- it takes a while for me to get anywhere, but when I'm there, like when I'm low and I'm depressed, I'm there. Yeah. it's bad. Um, and even when I'm like super excited and happy, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't,
2: ain't no no. coming down. It ain't no coming down.
1: <laughs> but uh, man, I heard what I was gonna say you were talking about um uh oh, words and stuff. Yeah, yeah, man, that's like a. That's like flirting and stuff and all that, mm-hmm. and I don't know. For me, I've I've always been like a a compliment guy. I think that's also like a a good and bad thing, mm-hmm. Um and I I can see that. I can see that. It's a good and bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, let's uh, we gotta talk about the guy. We I think we talked a little bit about the girls and stuff. I think it's because it's easier for us to talk about what we want as men. of God. well, yeah. you're, you know, yeah. you go Proverbs, go Proverbs. Yeah, have it up. Yeah, and then
0: up. let's talk about from our perspective from a man's perspective as well whatever, yeah you know call is and dating yeah
1: i'm with that um you want to start it off or me
0: because go ahead i haven't pulled it up yet okay let me pull it up the
1: biggest thing that i take i mean just so many amazing verses in Proverbs 31 but i mean starting at verse so it's at the like kind of towards the end of the chapter but it says the heart of her husband this is in verse 11 the heart of her husband trusts in her Mm-hmm. and he will have no lack of gain she does him good and not harm all the days of her life this type of woman just this is where i think it shows the contentment of men like look i'm it's always like oh uh, a lot of men i think we just want peace like you just want peace like it's never any like i don't know it's, we don't we don't want a lot i really don't i really don't think so it just wants peace it's like, those do me right all, my, all my days of my life. I'm good. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but this type of woman is something that's amazing. It says, you know, she dresses herself with strength and makes her arm strong. So this woman is is strong. She's not like, a you know, just a crybaby and just like, what was me and everything, just like whatever. It's like, no, can you have some like strength to you to endure, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I like how it says that she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. So she's like a business woman like again this is not to say women need to not have jobs and all that stuff again those jobs aren't like oh I gotta marry this woman now because she has a job or something like for me it might be guys like that I don't know I'm I'm just my own guy but I'm the type of person I've always said this I could marry someone that like works at a gas station mm. like that I like I just can that's not to say I want to marry someone dumb or stupid that's always the next thing people say oh you don't want someone that's like has ambition or blah blah like I didn't say none of that there's a lot of smart people that don't have degrees and stuff and all that and can give wise counsel. That's another thing. I need a woman with wise counsel. Mm. I need that. Like, you're literally, like, the co-pilot. Like, you're literally, like, right there, you know? Like, is you need that. You got to have strength. You got to be smart. You got to have wisdom. You got to be a child of God. Yeah. You got to be hearing from God. Um, there's so many different things. She's not afraid of snow, uh, for her household, you know, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. There's another scripture somewhere where it says she wakes up to make sure like things are taken care of for her family. Yeah, like these women out here sleeping until one p.m.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: literally, that's like normal. <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. I literally, my body won't even wake up past seven. Yeah, like literally, just won't. I literally always just, I mean, I don't set an alarm for work and nothing. I wake up at six thirty like all the time. Like I would be annoyed if I married someone or if I marry someone and they're always in bed till like 2 p.m. or whatever. I'll be kind of annoyed at that, you know?
0: Well, it's also really being the, being in control of the
1: household. Exactly. You know. How you control if you, because this is your realm. I mean, I'm in
0: it, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. Because it's really a full-time job, like managing a household. Oh. How do you manage the household? How do you? How much do you value your role in managing the household? Exactly. And it says... I thought it was interesting in that verse about, you know, um, sleeping in and stuff like that. Um, It was saying that before the day begins. They say the excellent wife, quote unquote, multiplies the effective multiplies the effectiveness of her work because her planning enables everyone else in her household to be productive throughout the day. Mm. She does not wait in bed and wait for her servants to attend to her. I thought that was cool. Wow! When it says that multiply her her planning enables everyone else in the household to be productive throughout the day. Everyone like includes like a manager of like exactly.
1: That's a big responsibility mm. for everyone. That's including the husband.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You help me to be productive. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a important role, man, mm-hmm. and we we just like we just like act like it's nothing. It is, bro. It's well, the most important role in the world.
0: Like, it's not directly correlated with profit like a paycheck exactly. Yeah,
1: exactly because that's what the, that's what america is and that's yeah, what the world exactly.
0: is exactly but like the value that it provides to us as you know your husband or exactly. like your children and the household in exactly. general is infinite exactly like the, the value can't be measured yeah, exactly but when it's lacking then it's noticeable yeah,
1: bro yes you know? absolutely you got people out here i mean when it, and I, I i saw somewhere that is literally intentional where america is trying to make dual income households Mm -hmm. so that way they can raise your kids Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like because if you got two people working you're when you finally get home first of all your kids are being taken care of by someone else you don't know what they're indoctrinating, indoctrinating your kids with what they're picking up from other kids and what they're learning so now someone else is raising your kids and then you get home you don't have that much attention and like you know energy to give to your kids so now they're in lack and now they feel distant and now they have to resort to other things to like keep them stimulated and stuff. Yeah. And it's just a constant perpetual thing. You're yeah. probably eating out less. You're probably eating junk food. So now your health wise is going down diminishing. Yeah. And it's just, there's so many different things. And tax wise, you get taxed. Both of you guys getting taxed instead yeah. of so just one person. Yeah. But the thing is, we, we they sell this thing about we want to live lavish lives and want to have stuff like, no, we just need to be good yeah. and we got to be fine with being good. There's nothing wrong with just having like a little small little crib and just being happy. Yeah. You know, if you can do it, if you can live do within more, within then means. great. Yeah, live within your means.
0: Yeah. Well, we've been trained to live like right at our means or yeah. slightly above our means. We're, we're not trained to live below it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Not here in America. We're yeah. Not. But also, I think you went into it. Was it verse. You were talking about verse 16. She considers a field and buys it with Mm -hmm. the fruit of her hands. She she plants a vineyard. Mm -hmm. Um, In the deeper context of it, just in this Bible, that is, it talks about how that demonstrates a sense of financial responsibility. Because I think oftentimes we see, I mean, men can fall into this trap as well. But you see like that retail therapy type stuff, like, oh, I gotta be buying stuff, I gotta be shopping, I gotta be doing this, I gotta be doing that. Like, I think it's important as a woman to also be, you know, if a man's gonna be the provider and stuff like that, okay. A woman has to be equally financially responsible as well and not just blowing the bag and stuff mm-hmm. like that you mm-hmm. know what i mean Absolutely. and that causes a lot of like disagreements in marriages too yeah man so i think that's divorce. like one of the yeah that's exactly that's like one of the number one reasons why people get divorced is because yeah. of financial problems mm-hmm. associated with like yeah wrong spending or like right. negligent spending and stuff yeah like
1: that. and then they call it irreconcilable differences yeah that's literally the number one thing yeah it's crazy she makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. What verse is that? 22. It says all her household is clothed in star- scarlet. She takes care of the family. She holds it down. But look at this it's about the men. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. So known in the gates. If you remember the book of Ruth, um, Boaz had to go and meet at the gate. And that's where people like exchanged um. They kind of had contracts there in a way. Like, it's changed. Like, they did business at the gate. So they went at the gate, and that's where they, like, um, back in that time. The Bible actually even says it, too. Like, they would exchange a sandal as, like, an agreement. Mm-hmm. But it says her husband is known at the gate. So when he's in the, you know, this is the upstanding man. Like, he's not out there in the slums. He's not out here, like, whatever. He's respectful, and people respect him in the community. So this is the type of man that he that she's with. What's up?
0: No, you got it. You're spot on. I'm spot on? yeah.
1: Man, I'm telling you, I didn't. Can I read it? You can read, Okay, hold on, real quick. Before you read that, yeah, everything I'm saying, you guys, I have not read footnotes. So I want you guys to know, if this is hitting it, cool. But just know, like God speaks to you when you read the Bible. Yeah. So
0: just literally just read the Bible. Literally just read. Let him lead. Just read the Bible. Okay, go ahead. So that was 31, uh, 23, talking about the gates. Uh, so yes, it says. I think you're spot on. It says Gates were the center of civic and economic life in an Israelite city where the leading men gathered. The wife's excellent work and noble character have contributed significantly to her husband's success and reputation when he sits among the elders of the land.
1: Oh, her wife contributed to his success. So he's an upstanding man in the community because of her.
0: How she's holding
1: it holding it down. you guys, mm-hmm. it is so important and we need women so bad to be women. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible in the new Testament, it's so lacking, bro. It's so I, lacking. I,
0: I really feel like it's 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 cool to be on like your your boss stuff, you know, boss yeah, working yeah. and stuff like that. But I really feel like that's not the design. Yeah. That's not the design. It's not I don't think women really want that deep down inside.
1: Bro, I said that to one woman one time, a long time ago. She's on that boss up, blah blah, blah and all that kind of stuff, and I was like, "You don't want that." Yeah, I'm bold. I'm like, "You don't want that," and she was like, "So you you don't want that? You want to find rest in a man?" Yeah, I leave her right in the face like, "You want to find rest in a man? You want to be able to just be like content and cool? You want that? I know you want that." And she was like, <laughs> "I was like, I was like, yeah, that's right." Bro, I'm telling you, I—I I mean, I don't know what women want,
0: but I just, bro, come on. It's—it's it, it's in their nature.
1: It's in bro. your nature, like you it's don't just want like that. Us. Like
0: we want to hunt, we want to provide, we yeah. want, and when we're not doing that, we feel a void in ourselves. Yeah,
1: and here's the thing too with that. So, again, even I, like, oh my god, man, I complain about my job. I hate my job, blah blah, blah whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, when I go, bro, when I'm like, and I go visit like my girlfriend and stuff, bro, and she like makes me food or whatever or like whatever. It makes me want to be like go and work. It yeah. makes me more productive. It makes me like want to go and provide and hunt and all that stuff. Because right now it's just me. I'm like, oh, it's just me, whatever, blah, blah. But if you're doing that, supporting the guy, he's going to be out there giving you the world for real. Yeah. Out there all night trying to give you the world or yeah. whatever it is. When you're, when you're supporting him in that way, you will make a man do anything. He will be unstoppable.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When you, uh, the words of a woman uplifting a man, bro, there's nothing like it. It's like superpowers. And it ain't superpowers where it's like, oh, it's just, you know, something about the, you know, that Oregon down there. No, it's just literally just that type of like uplifting. I don't know, it's required, it's needed. Even when, uh, so talk about like being your family in order. In the New Testament, even just to be like a pastor and all that stuff, You need to have like your wife, your family, your wife, your kids need to all be in order just for even that.
0: What's up? I I don't. I'm just reading. No, yeah, go ahead. That's some good stuff. I'm just reading as you're talking. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, the the amount of attributes of this wife and the skill and the talent Mm -hmm. that this speaks of in regard to in regards to a wife. Mm -hmm. I'm. Like, okay, hold the house down. Mm. That's already for me. It's like, bro, I can't hold the house I, down. That's tough. And work and stuff like that. Yeah. But in, in 24, verse 24, so Proverbs uh 31, 24. Um, it says she makes linen garments. I'm reading esv. It says mm-hmm. she makes she makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes oh, sashes to the merchant. Mm. Um and then it says, 25, strength strength, and dignity are her clothing, and mm-hmm. she laughs at the time to come. I love that. You like that one? What,
1: what is the context of that? She laughs at the time to come,
0: um, or all of that, or whatever you're going to say. So 24, the one where it talks about she's making uh, garments and sashes, mm-hmm. it says, um, which she sells to the merchant indi- indicates skill in creating clothing of beauty and value. Such activity exemplifies a high degree of entrepreneurial skill and responsibility in making financial decisions mm-hmm. and undertaking commercial activity.
1: Mm-hmm. These women are about it, bro. I'm telling you, That's it ain't no crazy. soft thing to be like a woman. But the thing is like what's lacking is the household stuff. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of seems like that kind of enables everything else. You know, that pride that you take in your household kind of enables everything else. Yeah. But the strength and dignity. So it says strength and dignity are so much a part of her character. And the conduct that they seem to be almost like her clothing, she laughs at the future in contrast with being worried or fearful about thank it. you. Right there. Is that what you're thinking? That's exactly what I was thinking. Yo, she laughs at the future.
1: She's like, bro, I'm not worried about nothing. Yeah. Again, when you belong to the Lord, why you even got to worry about anything? But I know it's a lot of people. I won't just say women, mm-hmm. but I like how they mention that because a lot of women like worry about stuff, and yeah, I get it. Um,
0: but also, your but, man got to belong to the Lord too, exactly. because then you could trust him and know that he's gonna provide and work hard. Exactly, you don't have to worry about it. Exactly, because, you know. First off, you don't have to worry about it because the Lord. But also, your your man's your connected man. to the Lord too. <sighs> you know what I'm exactly saying? Like, exactly
1: and my woman's connected to the lord mm-hmm. we both ain't gotta worry about nothing we'll laugh at the future don't worry about tomorrow today has enough words of his own baby don't worry about it. i got you and you know he got you
0: but how many times i'm just thinking about a, a a relationship that isn't centered in christ and yeah, maybe right. there's real problems that maybe might be worth worrying about. And you say that, okay, don't worry about it. You know? Like, yeah.
1: And now your words are meaningless.
0: Yeah. It's meaningless. Yeah. It's like, nah, I'm, I'm like, what do you mean? No, about
1: yeah, it? I don't mean it. we have no one backing us. There's exactly. no spirit
0: backing us or nothing. We just
1: got us. Yeah, and this exactly. check that's coming in on the 13th. <laughs> and the
0: conflict that that causes in the relationship too. And the strife and like the arguments and everything. Like it, it's a, it, it like, puts a stress and a strain on the relationship.
1: Yeah. Did you send the so, air on like remotely or something?
0: Set to automatically come on. Oh, okay, once it it's like perfect
1: timing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She rises yet. Yeah, no, we read that already. It's amazing, but it talks about how this type of woman
0: mm. is worth more Bruh, than twenty six. Dog, read it. She opens her mouth with a wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Love that. Mm. Love that.
1: What? Look all this crazy stuff that these women are saying, like in the world. All this. All this just trash and vulgarness. I've always been attracted to women that speak kindly and stuff. And I have a I don't at times. But I've I don't always like been when, go ahead.
0: No, I'm sorry. I no, like you don't, I don't go ahead. I was just saying, I don't like when people try to say, like, oh, the Bible is like oppressive to women.
1: Exactly, bro. It's not. Like
0: it literally They're says, lying. like, although Pro- although Proverbs has has often used men as concrete examples of wisdom the proverb applied equally well to women and the wisdom that God teaches in Proverbs can be well understood by both men and women. So it's not like men are just the only ones that are wise. Like, no, Mm, we can glean wisdom from women as well. Exactly.
1: We got blind spots and there is wisdom. I mean, you guys, there's so much wisdom that women have that I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But the thing is like, there's still just the leadership aspect. Like, okay. Like for me, Mm -hmm. this is literally what I, like questions. And this again, this is gonna be questions I want to, I'll probably ask like people maybe when we, if we do that little uh, the dating thing. Mm-hmm. But one question I'll ask is I did ask um, is uh, no, I'm not going to say the question. I'll save that. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I will say this. This is how I see things. If me and you were say you're a girl and we're married, right? Yeah. If me and you were married and you're my wife I'm the husband and let's say we have a decision to make and I say, you know what? And say you didn't want this decision to be done. But I said, look, baby, like just trust me. Like, I, I, really, I've been, I've been praying about whatever. Like, this is a decision I believe we need to make. And you submitting to me in in that way, knowing that you know in the back of your mind, okay, he's dying for me, mm-hmm. he's going through the nine for me. I'm going go ahead and just trust him. But I'm gonna be praying and I'm gonna just say, hey, I don't really agree, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust you and I'm gonna let you lead this, knowing that I'm trusting you and I'm supporting you and I'm praying for you. And blah blah, blah. and say it goes wrong.
2: Yeah, that's on me. Yeah.
1: Let's say the same scenario. You give me some advice, this wise counsel, and I don't want to do it, but I take your counsel and I pray about it, and I say, you know what? I think I'm gonna gonna make your. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take your decision, and then it fails. That's on me. Absolutely. I'm the leader of the household. Yeah. Now let's say we same scenario. We take your decision and it succeeds. Me as a man, that's you. Good Mm. job. That was your idea mm-hmm. i'm applying because i wouldn't have known if it wasn't for you giving me that wise counsel Bro. that is the role i think of a man that's you good. uplift your family and you take the blame you take accountability that's i don't care good. what no one says i don't care if they out here if she's not massaging you if she's not whatever you play your role no matter what mm-hmm. and you go to the lord and find comfort that's good. you go to the lord you and you be fine wow that's that's what it is that's what i that's just how it needs to be but bro like there's gonna be times like how you read when you don't have you i'm like i don't know what to do and then the girl gives you some crazy good counsel and you're like oh my gosh yeah let's do it i'm making this decision for us and thank you for giving me an idea you're gonna get your credit if it all like oh my gosh how'd you guys up? whatever like that's my baby or if it goes wrong and that's on me i take that yeah i feel like a woman will respect you in your leadership that's just being a good leader in general but also that's just you guys are a team. You guys are together. Mm. All decisions you guys make are both of your decisions and it's it's you leading it. Yeah. So you think there's ever been a time like God's ever been like that's literally how I think about with God. There's ever been a time God's like this is your fault. Like how could you trick me? I I trusted you and it went bad. Every time God did something like I was just reading a book of Joshua and Joshua literally prayed to God and was like don't let the sun move. And the sun stayed till like a whole nother day mm. so they can continue to fight. What if something happened and now like the solar system gets messed up and blah, blah, blah. He going to blame Joshua? No, mm-hmm. God, you did it. You stopped the sun. Yep. But let's say, you know, but look at God. He let Adam create, you know, name the animals. If I mean, it doesn't say anything if he messed up or not or something. But let's say, you know, he named the giraffe elephant. He should have been giraffe or whatever. Is God going to be like, oh, man, you messed it up, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, no, like, oh, no, you, you never mind. It was a good thing. Oh, you named giraffe, all that stuff. Good job, Adam. Mm-hmm. You did that you have you know command or whatever like i don't know it's like you reward that kind of stuff yeah. and you take accountability for the things that fall mm. i think that's a manly uh characteristic Jeez. and it ain't no like oh it needs to be fair no it was her fault we know no, you're the man of the house right yeah bro there was this one time i'll never forget this we were i'm not gonna say it needs to be fair bro it needs to be, no okay. it don't need to be fair just roll what
0: little did to jesus bro
1: exactly i'm glad you said that if you got more to add, go ahead because I'm gonna go no, like you a got little it. different. You okay, there was this one time, and again, this is like the respect that needs. I don't know. Um, I was at a dinner at someone's a Wells Fargo coworker. I'm not gonna say it. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there, and I was actually with Danny too, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, at someone's house, and it was a friend of the coworker who came. I never met her before. Never met the husband before. We're watching a like football game, and man, how long ago was this? And I still remember. And I'm like, again, you know, I'm cool with everyone. I'm cool, blah, blah, blah. And, I was, man, I think I was single at this time, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and I don't know if it's like a culture thing, but even if it's a culture thing, which I do like, by the way, um, I think it, it was still wrong. Actually, I know it was wrong. They're bringing out food and stuff. The friend of the coworker that I know, she brought out food to me first mm-hmm. and not her husband mm-hmm. made a plate and all that stuff because they're in there cooking and stuff and all that stuff and i'm making all this stuff made the plate together came to me i was the first one ever to have a plate and came to me right first not her own husband if that was me i would feel so disrespected and then i'm just like what are you doing your That's husband's so right weird. there i felt so awkward mm-hmm. but again it's like i don't know what made her think that and all that but i just see that it's just in her and it's just in certain cultures to just have that identity to like go and like serve a man and be supportive of a man and all that stuff again back to that same thing like if that was my wife which i know he got that going on or whatever but that stuff makes you want to die for that mm. i yeah. bro every time for like my birthday and stuff i'm always like i just want i want like and it's weird because i'm not even like an actual servant. service i guess i'm kind of, of service. i don't know i just like being like i don't know treat like a king yeah. you know like Talk to me with respect, like, with, like, nice, you know, don't, you know, but, like, you know, if you go to work, like, you don't even gonna be out cussing out your boss mm-hmm. or, like, talking crazy to your boss. You say, oh, can I come in your office, blah, blah, And, again, this ain't, like, you got to treat home like work because you have rest when you're at home. Like, know that. I want you to have your hair down and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's still a sense of, like, how are you going to go to people you, you, you don't care about whatever but you still have a, you still, you're, you don't care about them because you're just doing it for a check but you still know how to treat them with kindness and respect. You said kindness is on her lips all the time. Yeah. That's how it is, but that should be at home, too. Men as well. You out here being, being nice and all that stuff, but you out here just, like, talking crazy to your wife and beating on your wife and, and talking crazy to your kids? Not good. I
0: don't know. I don't know if that made sense. No, you made sense. Yeah. Everything you were saying about... This is not recording. No, it's gone. It looks different. Um, okay. Everything you were saying about... Um, the quality of a man. Yeah. Yeah, bro, let's talk that about That spot on. That was spot on? That was spot Yo, on.
1: this is literally what I I always, that's what I be thinking. Like uh, like this. So I've always felt lost, bro. You're right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Straight up. Dang. amen, amen. Yeah. Holy Spirit moving. Yeah. Yeah. But that's I always like I always think different. I always thought different. And I had this mindset since I was a kid, like young when I was dating and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've always knew like, okay, y'all ain't on that mindset. I already know what this type of time is. We just going to be out here doing what we're doing. I'm not going to take you serious. But you know when there's a woman that comes by and you're like, whoa, you're a woman of God? Whoa. you Like my girlfriend right now, she's the first one I've ever been with that was like, yeah, I don't. I'm not living with anyone time married. What? Mm-hmm. I was shocked. And then it's like all these different things I'm saying. This stuff I'm saying right now, like it's accountability stuff. She's like, yeah, yeah. And then the other question is, I'm going to say for the the dating thing, actually, I'll just say it because it'll be a whole different thing. It was just like, okay, let's say we're dating. Mm-hmm. Let's say I want to make a decision. Look, baby, I know in her case, because, you know, I was like, hey, let's, you, we get married, whatever, we go move to whatever, blah, 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 blah. And now all of a sudden, you know, you have friends, you grow in the community, you've been here for a while, and just randomly, I'm like, look, I think we got to move to Oregon, whatever. Um, what would you do? No question, no nothing. It was like, we're married and all that stuff. Was like, yeah, I was like, we're moving to Oregon. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? The first. And it's like me, I ask that just to see. What I, me, man, when I'm dating, bro, which is another thing people need to do, you need to watch people's thought process and why they answer things, I think. Because mm-hmm. people just kind of tell you things you want to hear, but you want to know why they're saying things and if it's really genuine with what they actually believe. And you only know that from time spent with them, just like with the Lord and stuff. But yeah. I'm like, why? She goes, well, because I know you're a man of God. I know that you know what a role, a role is of a man of God, which is to die for the church and mm-hmm. to put them literally it's like – it's literally like you're you're more of the servant as a man. You need to be the out serving your wife. You need to be out serving anyone in your family. That's literally the role. Like yeah. Jesus literally out served anyone. Yeah. If we want to be like how Christ is, and we're going to talk about the role of men here in a minute, mm. but since you have those, you want you have those qualities. You want to attain those qualities. You want to sharpen those qualities. If you get to the decision that is such a drastic decision, where I don't want to. I'd never see it coming or whatever, but we talk about it and all that stuff. And I know you're going to listen to my counsel and all that stuff, but yet we're still making the decision. Yeah, we're going to do it. Yeah. Cause I'm going to be at peace with it. Not just so much as oh, it's the, you have to listen because I'm a man. No, I'm actually going to be at peace with it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How can you be at peace with it? Because that's how much faith you have in me. Mm-hmm. That's how much you see me as like, you know, he's listening to God and he's not going to do anything selfishly. Mm-hmm. You're just not. And I want that type of relationship when I'm ever married with someone like, I know there's nothing in you that's going to be selfish. It's always number one. It's going to be part of the family first, actually part of me first. And then the rest of the people in the family, because your husband's always number one and your wife's always number one. Mm -hmm. Those kids come second, third after God, actually God sibling. I mean, God spouse, sibling, Sibling. (laughs) (laughs) the S has got me spouse. I mean, God spouse does kill the children, siblings, all that stuff. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. This, it's like these are the, and this is so opposite of the world. What's crazy though is cause my little sister, right? She's kind of, you know, she's in the world still a little bit. She's coming out though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She actually, bro, she's coming out actually. Yeah. But she thinks the same way. And again, that's so how I know. I'm like, okay, there's people that think this way that maybe live in the world and just like struggle with it. Yeah. But she's dealing with that right now, you know, cause she's talking to someone or whatever and she's like, he's like, oh, we got to live in together. We're gonna live in together. And she's like, I don't wanna live anyone until I'm married. Like and, like, and he's like, what do you mean? Like, why are we supposed to like see if we can like be compatible and all that stuff? Mm. and she's like telling me I'm like i just i'm like that's i didn't say anything but she's like is the same thought process as me i'm like i know people think that um i mean you just again, gotta that's, commit you just gotta commit like, and again no that's conditional if love compatible or not Yeah, it's conditional, it's conditional. Love. and you it's like know. that's already off the bat like i am not trying to marry you because as yeah. soon as i break my back or something you will not dip out i leave the ketchup out You know what I'm saying? Some people like ketchup in the fridge. Some people like ketchup in the cabinet whatever. Yeah. I put the ketchup in the fridge or the cabinet. I'm a fridge guy when it's open.
2: Yeah.
1: I see it. I don't know. Oh, you annoy me. Ah, I can't live with you. Ah, whatever.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Divorce. I I was on TikTok. I saw this clip from uh, your dude, uh, Kevin Samuels. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This woman, RIP Kevin Samuel. Yeah, like RIP Kevin. Gosh, Samuel.
1: you you didn't like him at first. I didn't really listen. I to him hate. That much. I did not like you. Didn't I? Remember I told, him, told you about him? He was like, uh, "Bro, that dude's so rude." And I, he at first, I was like, "This dude is crazy." And you know yeah. how I feel about like black women and stuff. Yeah. I was like, "Bro, no." But yeah. I listened to what he was saying. I was like, "This dude saying literally everything I've always <laughs> like yeah. and more." Yeah, bro, that dude was that dude was spitting gang. <laughs> he he was spitting literally what men wants and not just no like little nothing men n- boys mm-hmm. what men want there's mm-hmm. a difference between boys and men these are what men want yeah you gotta know what men want go ahead yeah. you listen to kevin
0: Samuels well there was a clip that came on tiktok and somebody uh this woman called in and i didn't listen to the full clip but she said hey um you know i'm leaving my husband oh and my gosh like, why yeah. and she was like well he came down with cancer and ever since he had cancer, he had been acting the same. He had been like doing the same stuff, and like I feel like I just can't connect to him and stuff anymore. So like, yeah, I gotta leave him. And then I, at that point, I just scrolled past the clip, but I was like, "You
1: want to know what happened after that? Do you know? Yeah, what happened? Because that clip goes around a lot. Does it? So he was like, so you know, Kevin Stone was a cancer survivor. Yeah. So he was like, she was like, well, yeah, he acted different. He had cancer you see how it's like just conditional oh he's not giving me whatever i gotta feel good all the time happy wife happy life i always rebuke that saying my entire life
0: happy wife happy Happy
1: wife wife, happy life Mm -hmm. no Mm -hmm. i mean yeah you i want you to be happy but my job isn't to make you happy your job ain't to make me happy because that's gonna change keep going it's not Keep going. My job is to make you holy. Yep. It's also make me holy. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And your happiness is supposed to be found in Christ anyway. God will make you happy when I, when I don't. I can make you happy. Mm-hmm. There's going to be times I make you happy, but my job isn't to make you happy. Bro, keep going. <laughs> Am I spitting? Or <laughs> keep no? Keep going. I'm just saying. It's just not. like Again, back to the whole being bored thing. You got to be okay with being bored. You ain't, you ain't happy when you're bored. Yeah. But you got to find that contentment. And you got to find that joy in it. Joy in the lows. Mm. So my job ain't to make you happy, and if you looking for another person to make you happy, you failed because they will fail you. They will fail you. But I tell you this: God will never fail you. God will never fail you. Jeez,
0: I mentioned Kevin Samuels one time. Oh, you start acting different. You start coming with the heat. What, bro? I'm just I coming. Start I'm just
1: coming with the truth, man. <laughs> That's and the truth. That's I'm the truth. just saying, bro. You know, but yeah, but that story. where he was like, yeah, like she, he had cancer. What do you expect? Yeah. She left him, um, and now he's like, okay, well, now where you at? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too, bro. My landlord, bro. She's been married to this dude for like a while. I just hear from the grapevine. Mm-hmm. I am not going to go too deep in it, but mm-hmm. she left this her husband after being married for like ten years and something. And thinking it's like, and now she's all dressing different and stuff, and I'm going out and what stuff. Happened, lost though? a lot of. I think she's lost a lot of weight. Think she's like doing. Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know. But I see how she's dressing different and stuff. She got like certain, you know, the little surgery to like lose weight or whatever so now she's feeling better about stuff and all that and it's like bbl no oh. uh the bypass thing the little stomach oh. thing yeah oh, I'm and sure. I was, i'm sorry yeah, yeah and i was like that's all good and gravy but yeah. you acting different now yeah that man held it down for you yeah. and now again i don't know the relation i don't know maybe i know he wasn't cheating and stuff mm-hmm. but i do know this i think i know he doesn't have like a leg or something uh-huh. so it's like i don't know all this stuff is, and then all of a sudden it's like now you're going to leave and go out there and you think as like a late 40s, 50 year old woman, like you think you're going to be out there like as if you was getting all that attention when you was in your 20s and yeah. stuff. And again, like it's a grass. We don't want that. The grass ain't better on the other side. You want to find someone that you can be committed with and choose to love and die for every single time. Yeah. I, was, I always been shocked. I told you about this, Uh, those that couple that came into the bank. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? I don't know their names, but it's this older couple, and they're always so like cute together. They're always holding hands when they come in. He's always like hugging her, kissing her on the cheek or whatever, like very flirty, and they laugh all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? You don't know what Danny knows for sure. Vaguely, I remember. And I've always was so just impressed with them every time they come in. Mm-hmm. He always is like a gentleman with her, and it's just all this stuff. And I'm like, I think of that And I think about how people say You know She's more beautiful You know To me every single year Like yeah, She gets You know Like when she's 8 years old Like she's more beautiful Than she is when she was 20 And it's because again It's not about the outward beauty That makes you stay And people are so clinging to that It's who you are inside And the actual like Qualities That make you beautiful mm. And that's what I had to learn Cause You know I've always had a type Man And you know my type mm. <laughs> You know my type mm. And Just about Yeah you know my type and but I with my type, man, I just been not. Success. I mean, I just have. I mean, but when you find someone that's like, whoa, didn't see this coming, this yeah. is not even my type. But then it's like, oh, now I'm it's actually good, it's yeah. like it's, it's better, best relationship I've ever been in, you know, yeah. because it's it's rooted in the Lord, number one. And then just, I don't know, I mean, every relationship has flaws and stuff, but
0: yeah, um, it's interesting though, like assuming that the relationship wasn't like abusive and like just right oh yeah i'm a, just like yeah we gotta leave us for that <laughs> yeah yeah but it's interesting like in the situations where maybe it could have been repaired yeah. it's interesting how people get out of those potentially repairable relationships yeah and then they start acting like how they should a better version of themselves, exactly. working out, going to the gym, eating good, getting their mind right. You know, reading books. Yeah, getting, going to you, therapy, going therapy, doing all that stuff. It's like, how come you didn't do that while you were in the relationship to actually give one hundred percent of you to actually see what that could have turned out to be when you were clear minded, when you were healthy, when everything aligned. Mm-hmm. Now, i don't like may i don't know maybe that would have inspired the other person to do the same thing exactly and then y'all could have really saw what you had exactly you know
1: 100 that's in the bible actually is it uh yep it says uh it says something about um actually my girlfriend gave me this verse a long time ago it says when you are continue. it's something about when you continue to do good mm-hmm. though that's actually heaping hot coals on people's head
2: mm.
1: so i have to pull it up but like those acts, like if you're not, because people always think, oh, he ain't did this for me, or she ain't did this for me, so that's why I left, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, you made a commitment, though, to God. So why don't you stay, and why don't you do what you're supposed to do? Now, I don't know if that always going to change everyone's hearts, but that does have a place where it definitely possibly could. Because yeah. I can't let another, if I'm just a normal human being, I'm not going to let a human, another person that's constantly like, I'm treating like garbage As far as like, I'm not talking to you or whatever, and also, and you're still being an amazing like wife or something to me. I would think, I don't know if this is the case, because I know some people manipulate people and they abuse people and they keep it going and all that, and it's just in a bad situation. But at that point, that person's a narcissist, and you should have probably, I don't know, I don't don't know, I don't know. But that'll make you be like, oh, what am I doing? Like, we had love, and if I genuinely have love and I want a relationship to work, and now I'm just in a funk, and I'm just like low, and I'm just like in a mood where I'm like distant from you, like that type of thing, if it happens once you bring when someone's doing that and loving on you it lifts you up yeah. literally an apology bro a genuine apology like i'm gonna be honest like a lot of women don't It seem like they don't take accountability mm-hmm. it's and i see a lot of like little memes from the world and stuff it's like oh well men say i'm sorry it's like oh i'm sorry and then women say it's just oh uh, but then you uh then and it's all sort of stuff and it's like i i've seen that before and i'm like that's i mean i've been with like a lot of people and it's like i've noticed like people in general mm-hmm. have a problem with taking accountability yeah I've never been mm-hmm. a problem with saying I'm sorry I've never been a problem with saying like and you know, I was wrong or whatever because it clears the air because I'm always a person that doesn't want issues I don't want problems like but you gotta actually mean it though at the same time yeah just say I'm sorry just saying in I'm sorry that literally is like it like changes the air it changes everything it's like oh yeah okay and then if I'm and then just and then you move from there just be intentional you know I don't know but men gotta be men and be accountable to as well. Yeah. Man got to be in a position to have women want to let them lead. Yeah. And a lot of women are making bad decisions by letting these little simps and these little boys lead them. And that's where you fail a lot. And then you want to say all oh, men ain't nothing. Yeah. No, you letting a boy lead you not a man, yeah. but you got to be, you know, to be a man, you got to be worthy of having someone lead you. And that's a big step of faith. Yeah. Like marriage, like, you know, it wasn't like Sarah, she called Abraham Lord, you know, that reverence of respect of her husband she's like dang there's god yeah and then i'm calling you lord
0: yeah
1: i remember one of my friends who was like oh yeah i'm you, you better i'm gonna be like you need to call me lord whatever." i was like i don't think i even want that like that's too close mm. you know but like that's the type of reverence but these men gotta be in that position of of a lord yeah of like a you know the lowercase l you know, just like you know, in the old times, but be deserving of it. Be, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. are you that kind of person of of like integrity and just I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm talking a lot. Let me ask you yeah. something real quick because yeah, yeah. I think it, we might we might be short on time. Yeah, but real yeah. quick. An, try to answer quick. Okay, this is gonna be kind of a weird question though, because like I think about we see David in the Bible, a man after God's own heart. He fell right. Um fell into infidelity and and things of that nature, right? If you're married, your wife cheats on you, what are you gonna do in that situation?
1: Me? Yeah. Man, that's, that's (laughs) yes. So I got a lot of different ways of thinking about this, but to make it short and quick, Mm -hmm. I don't even know, because I don't even know. The number one thing is, I gotta we gonna have to talk. We're gonna have to like see what's up. Yeah. It ain't just like, oh, that's it. Yeah. It's like what happened? Because I don't wanna be like let's be honest, like no one cheats for nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think, if you get married. So if a my wife cheats on me, okay. It must have been small little scars that been happening for years to get her to the point to then emotionally cheat and then cheat. Yeah. So I gotta look at myself and be like, okay. What have I been doing? And again, this isn't like victim blaming or nothing, but it's just what I would think because I'm married. You, When you're married, you're locked in. So you got to think about this stuff. Mm-hmm. It ain't just like whatever. But if I would just say you can leave for like that type of stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be on my mind too. But at the same time, how do you leave someone if you've been married for like 40 years or whatever and build yeah. a life? Like you want to know why, like this is your best friend. This is your, your co-pilot. This is the mother of your children. This is whatever. This is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, when it's harder to just leave, like right now, if I was dating someone they cheat, uh, bye or lie to me, bye. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. But when you're married, it's different. Yeah. So I would wonder why and stuff. Um, it would just have to depend. It would just have to see. I don't know. I've always been someone that's been, cause I've been lied to, um, like in relationships and stuff yeah, and just in general. But like when you eventually tell the truth and stuff, it's always like, you know honestly thank you for saying telling the truth like mm-hmm. thank you because it's hard at times to tell the truth and i respect mm-hmm. that you did and then just keep it covered up so that your wife is like she on you and she told you yeah. or maybe you find out who knows that would be the thing too like yeah i don't know but instinctively instinctively i personally again because this is oh, this is me talking and this yeah. and i know a lot of girls ain't gonna like what i'm about to say but it's just how i'm thinking of it it's different mm-hmm. because you're being you've it's different for men and women cheat, but I don't know. I don't think women necessarily cheat just to like get the physical itch gone. It's yeah. a little. I think it's a little more emotional with that. Mm-hmm. So that type of cheating is is a little deeper yeah. than versus the man. just like I just whatever. Like it just a, whatever, and that it could be emotional with that too because all starts with that. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I just it's a little different, and you're being dominated. Yeah. You, you don't have a. You're not you know it's just it's, to me it's it's a little different, but they're both absolutely wrong, yeah, but it's just like I don't know yeah. I, I just don't know but you 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 can't be cheating in either marriage I don't know,
0: yeah what about you what would you do I mean I think like you said like how how it came about in terms of like how I found out would be crucial mm-hmm. because if it's like you came to me and you came clean and you were honest about it okay, let's get to the root cause of it and let's try to figure this out. And mm-hmm. maybe we could potentially salvage it. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to split my family and, you know, cause cause issues and just heartache on my children. So mm-hmm. if it's something that can be repaired and we can figure it out, then let's figure it out. But if I found out about it and confronted you about it, it's going to be different because it's going to be like, well, if I would have never found out about it, how long would have this continued behind my yeah. back?
1: And watch how when you confront her about it, how she responds. Yeah. Well, you didn't do this. You didn't talk to me. And I, you made me feel and all bro, yeah. that's just stuff that make you like go crazy. Yeah. So all that is a play too. They but start it, justifying. Justifying like and stuff. Okay. And yeah. again, that's where you really got to be careful when you dating these people, you got to find how they react with certain things. Yeah. And it's some things, man, it makes you wanna like wait for a while. Like, okay, yeah. let me wait and just see if this is what I'm seeing as well. Let me pray. Because those characteristics, that's I don't know. Sometimes I don't that's in that's just you need to see that for yourself. Yeah. The manipulative stuff. Yeah. And guys will be manipulating these women, man, and mm-hmm. be like, I don't know, man. And but women be doing that stuff too. I don't know. But yeah, like you said, if I had to like find out how long would I left it going, yeah. And if you are, like Justifying it Arguing and Starting a fight Like I'm the one Hurt right now mm-hmm. Let me I'm That's, that's why I don't like When I'm like In relationships and stuff too And it's like I'm the one hurt But yeah you have a problem With the fact that I'm hurt yeah. That's a big tail sign too yeah. And I can't tell you How I feel or whatever
0: Like yeah. But to be honest with you In either scenario mm-hmm. It would take a lot Yeah For me to leave Oh okay because like the family aspect of it is something that I'm thinking about. And if it's something that can potentially be repaired, yeah, I would try for a certain amount of time to make yeah. it work. That's good. But the thought of it is definitely going to be in the back of my head. I, I think that's what's going to mess me up yeah, ultimately. Literally forever. And if I could try to get past that, I would try to get past that and try to love unconditionally in that context. But it would be difficult. Yeah. I really don't know what I would do in that situation. Yeah, um, it
1: literally would take the Lord because the Lord can definitely remove that. Yeah, it'll be back
0: in your mind forever. But the Lord
1: can give you peace through all that. Yeah. take it out and you and give you like peace with that. And the thing is, you've seen it happen. Like I've seen it. Like yeah. at the, at our church, they have these two marriage counselors. They both cheated, both of them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they both were like amazing marriage counselors. So it was years yeah. ago. Um, it I've seen it and it. And it makes your marriage stronger when you come back. Again, those wounds and stuff, when you come back from certain things, it makes you strong. And that type of wound is, I don't know. But again, like you said, like yeah. I'm also in a different
0: perspective. You know, But I don't also the kids. pride in me is like, I don't got to stick around for this. So, okay. so you that's what I'm saying?
1: I feel that. But that's crazy because to me it's not the pride. It's now there's no trust. Like yeah. that trust will be hard to bring back. Yeah. Because for me and – it will be probably a little bit, I guess, too. Like, man, somebody got on top of my wife. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but deeper than that, is, it's you. Because I don't care about, like, all this social media and he, she didn't post me, he didn't post me and all that stuff. Like, bruh, it's yeah. about what you doing. Yeah. And do I trust you? And if you find things out, like, dude, like this and this, like, there's no trust. And you was, that's, that's going to be hard to repair, despite yeah. what it is. Like, you kept this from me. And on top of that, you physically did something like yeah know, it would be yeah it would be hard to repair yeah especially since and again it's different from guys and girls because again for a that I'm providing a place for you mm-hmm. I'm you know just like how you know God goes to prepare a place for us like we in the, old, in the Bible the men would leave to go and prepare a place in their father's house or even their own house and then bring the bride so I'm making this place I'm working my butt off for you I'm doing all this stuff for you I'm making you like this and then you do that for me
0: like
1: yeah if i ain't got no kids to, right now it's gonna be so easy for me to do that because i ain't got nothing no wife no nothing i'm just
2: like,
1: yeah but if i had a wife and you know the other scenario i said been married 20 years all that stuff and it's just like i don't know man like yeah there's a lot to It's how so many other lives that are affected not just your own exactly
0: yeah yeah um you got price out Cause we, yeah. you got like two minutes. If I try to upload it, then it's gonna say it's too long on the podcast networks. Dang. Cause the file gets too big. Damn okay. for sure. Pray about
1: everything we said. Absolutely. We're just two guys. Take it to the Lord. Read the scriptures for yourself. As you can see, the Lord will speak to you. Um. Also, submit your stuff if you wanna. You still want to, you got that email going, right? Well, we'll do, we'll, we'll, do something. we'll do something. Okay, we'll, do something. we'll talk about it. All right. <sighs> Lord God, I thank you so much for your love. I thank you for detailing out to us these creatures made from dirt that you've blessed us with your image. I thank you for teaching us about what love is. Unconditional, sacrificial, relentless, unwavering, Agape love. I thank you for bestowing that and demonstrating that by coming down in a form of man to die in our place. You said greater love has no man than this, and to lay down his life for his friends. I thank you for this friendship. I thank you for emulating that in biblical relationships. I pray, Lord, that you just keep that, or allow us to keep that in the framework of every relationship that we make, both romantic and even just with friendships. That un that sacrificial. Unconditional love, Lord. I know a love you know covers a multitude of sins. It also just brings peace. And Lord, I just pray peace over everyone's relationships. If they are dating, if they are married, even peace when they're Peace to wait. Peace to trust you. Peace in their current situation and circumstance to prepare themselves to be a husband or to prepare themselves to be a wife. To respect themselves. To walk in in modesty and in uprightness and and find their happiness and joy through you. I thank you Lord for the little things, the little moments of love that you demonstrate to your brother to your children. I thank you for the big things you do as well. Lord, I just pray peace and I pray Lord that the people that are wanting to be in relationships that are wanting to get to the next step and experience that type of love in that room like Nick talked about last episode that is just waiting to be unlocked. I pray that you just bless their future. Mm-hmm. You're a God of, I mean, you're the first and the last, the beginning and the end. You, you're in the future, you're in the present. You're, you're all encompassing. I pray you just bless their future now and I pray for their individual futures right now as they're preparing in the present. I love you, Lord, and I thank you. I thank you. It's
0: in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to the He Is Podcast. Oh no. Episode two. Episode two. Season two two. episode two. Um Getting hot in these jeans, boy. Yeah, man. We out. Love y'all. We out.